clock Back at home, came up out that uniform And threw on my new sweats New sweats, new sweats Uh, working hard Got two jobs, Friday night But thank you Lord, there's two checks There's two checks, two checks Yeah Game of spades, bid a flight I'm talking ten straight books You got damn right, now who's next? Off my table. Who's next, who's next? Yeah. Huh? I don't dance a boogie Somebody tell a DJ Put on my song We grown and we want a two-step We want a two-step um, That's the new flex That's the new flex Yeah, two-step to this Uh-oh, oh, let me get that out of there Ah, welcome to Worldwide Crypto I'm your host, Dragon Rider, baby And today we got another very special roundtable Yes, we do. It's uh, pretty exciting. Got some awesome, awesome guests. I'm very, very proud to have these these men and ladies uh, on the stream today. <laughs> so today's topic is um, community building, and you know that that's something that's not necessarily talked about uh, uh, too often. Uh, you know, we're all so focused on you know whatever aspects of building that we're you know building our businesses. And sometimes, you know, the focus on on building your community up and in, in, in a you know different fashion or or I don't even know, know if properly is the the name for it, but um, there's a lot of different ways to build communities. And uh, I'm always getting asked this all the time by different you know devs are like, hey, you know, how can this community be built? How can well, it all depends on what you're doing. So I brought on a few different guests to let us know, hey, what they're doing in their communities, how, what's going right, maybe what's maybe could be changed or this and that. But let's bring the first uh, guest on out. Let's welcome Red, baby. What is up? How you doing? Uh-oh. You... It helps if I unmute the microphone. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, oh, great. Man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, I like to always uh, ask my guests on these round tables, uh, what was your first crypto purchase? Bitcoin. I heard that. And, that and, awesome. and my kids, my kids want to kill me every time I tell this story because I got into Bitcoin in like the first month that it existed. And like a lot of people who were super nerds back then, it was like basically giving it away or spending it on stupid things because yeah. We were nerds and we were just really excited when somebody would actually accept a Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. no what the hell we were talking about. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've been around a long time, but I've been in IT for 25. Uh, I just had a birthday. 26 years, I think 26, 27 years. So, yeah, I've been around a long time. But, yeah, so I had wow. Bitcoin. I had Litecoin and everything after. <laughs> oh, wow. That is awesome. Yeah, I always so, tell my story about... Uh, um, I had a opportunity to buy uh, Bitcoin. It was like around like 12 bucks or something like that. And um, a group of us well, was the group that I was hanging around with. They they was like, hey, you know, we're, we're going to take a thousand dollars. We're going to buy this Bitcoin each. And I was like, ah, I'm not buying that. I'm going on vacation. I don't know. Ain't nobody going to buy no fake money. And yeah, that's my Bitcoin story. <laughs> I got in way late and they are uh, living the lavish life. <laughs> oh, for real. My kids are like, so mom, how much Bitcoins would you have if you'd held on to your Bitcoins? And I'm like, trillions. <laughs> yes, yes. Live and learn. Live and learn. <laughs> All right. So um, 
Next up to the stage, we have Miss Haley Mack. How you doing? Hello, hello. Very happy to be here as always. Absolutely. So what was your first crypto purchase? Oh, I am not as seasoned as y'all, but I, I can proudly say, I don't know if I should say I can proudly say, but I can say that I'm still holding my very first purchase. And my first purchase was Scrooge coin. Um, and I am still holding my Scrooge and I know that that sounds terrible, but I purchased that Scrooge back in January of 2022, or actually it might've been December of 21. And that yeah, was like the I, tail end of that. the very exciting bull run and everything was good and gravy for about five minutes. And then everything <laughs> went right into the crapper. So I've been hodling that shit right into the ground ever since, guys. Um, but it's actually turned around. So it's, it's looking okay. And the casino's out. So, hey, we'll see what happens from there. That's what's up. <laughs> but I'm still that's holding when you come in from the bear market. When you come in and the bear market hits, it's like that's when you know you really have staying power. Yeah, and I've I've literally felt nothing but pain, so we know I can handle it, right? <laughs> Either that, or I'm like a major sadist. One of those things are true. I was thinking that. <laughs> well, you never know. Uh, there was one uh, I purchased. It was called Cat Bonk, and I held on to that. It went, it went to. It was just a uh, just a turd that I was like, hey, let me try this out. I bought like a hundred hundred bucks worth, and in, in a month it was like worth pennies. But I don't know. I just I just kind of forgot about it. And then uh, one day, I think it was like uh, around uh, October last year, out of nowhere, this thing went parabolic. I ended up making like five grand off of it, and I ended up cashed out. And luckily, I did because about a month later, it went back to pretty much zero. So. <laughs> I was like, oh, sometimes it pays the hold. <laughs> See, I, I agree with that. And honestly, especially when, you know, for someone like myself who really kind of came right into that very tail end of the good times. I mean, my husband got me into this. Uh, you know, I, you've heard the story before, uh, you know, Dragon. But when you come in at the tail end of when it's good and then you immediately step into the shit, basically, you're just like, all right, well, this is how it's going to be. And I'm just going to keep DCAing and I'm just going to keep holding because what else are you going to do? There's no point in selling at the bottom. Yeah. Everything's right. bound to go up. Something I did the other day, and this was, you know, again, credit to my husband who sometimes just, he just so, is so smart about certain things. He was like, you know, I noticed that pancake swap is all the way at the bottom on price. And I think the all-time high on that is $43. It's trading mm -hmm. at $1.92 right now. Nice. I mean, that's that's the price. There's no way that's going to stay at $1.92 in a bull run. Absolutely no way. And you can right. stake it for a year. So, you know, look at the long term on that. That's That's got some yeah. upside in my opinion. So, Absolutely. no, not financial advice, but that's yeah, the one yeah, I would look yeah. at. Advise that you uh, do some research on what on 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 what's going to be pumping in the bull run, baby. I'm That's so, right. I can't, I can't wait till full on bull run because a lot of my uh, uh, a lot of my blue chips, a lot of my uh, just even some of the the smaller small small cap tokens are I already know they've been around long enough. And when the bull mm -hmm. run comes, I'm telling you, it's 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 going to be exciting. I'm like, woo! Open up my legs every day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, next up to the stage, we have Bert B. 
podcast to be yeah. What's going on, everybody? Sorry, I had the same problem with my mic. I do apologize, first and foremost, because I am driving, coming back from meetings in good old oh. Texas. So I do apologize for being in the car. I tried to switch it around, but when uh, when the almighty Cupertino Apple calls you, you got to kind of make make uh, make do for them. So I do apologize for being in the car. Hey, it's all good, man. Hey, as long as you're driving safely, man, because I don't want somebody to be like, oh, man, dragging the man. Got- <laughs> it's all on you, bro. If I get to an accident, I'm giving him your insurance card, Dragon. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, hey, happy to have you here. So what was your very first crypto purchase? Yeah, man. So it's kind of a cool story, actually. So my first crypto purchase was in. So I thought it was like 2007, but uh, but I did not do that back then. At least if I did, I can't find anything or remember it. But the first thing that I have actual proof of, I actually found today, literally this morning on an old ass computer from 2013 i actually found my what i think is my first purchase of xrp and it's kind of funny i posted a tweet about it and the story in my head for the last decade has always been kind of a joke right like i build it up and i put purchase xrp and i'm all stoked because i thought my 154 xrp was awesome back then and Come to find out, it's not 154. It was quite a bit more than that that I actually had in that wallet. So it's kind of a cool little day to find out that the 154 wallet of XRP was was quite a bit more than that that I pulled that today. So I was pretty excited getting that this morning and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, 2013 XRP going through all the ups and downs with Bitcoin, trying to bind it on Bitcoin stars and all kinds of stuff and old school, trying to do it on the back channels, like you're saying, see who the hell's going to take my Bitcoin for like a pair of socks or seeing if I could trade it at like a garage sale for some, some cookies that they had there. Just say, Hey, you got lemonade. I got a Bitcoin. Come on, man. Like, it works sometimes, but not all the time. Hey, that is exciting though, man. Hey, big congratulations, man. I hope it's a, a nice sizable bag because <laughs> especially uh, uh, once this uh, case is done and over with, wow, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, man. I'm uh, I'm super excited for, I know we you, we overused the hell out of that U, U word, but, uh, but I'm super excited for the global utility that we're going to see with XRP when it's allowed yeah. to kind of spread its wings a little bit. I don't think a lot of people see. I always say, you know, um, so working for the company that I that that I that I uh, was working for, still a partner of who I'm working with now, but Mirror Protocol, you know, we we are an, we were an automated diversification token. So, you know, I told you, Dragon, we diversified into all of those those blue chip tokens. So, yeah. ADA, Link, XRP, BNB, and one of the great things about it is that from a community standpoint. Um, my community there, you know, we're one of the, the, the community I come from is, is the, the hardcore safe moon community. And, and so they, they're pretty educated, but it was surprising how uneducated a lot of people were when it came to the actual, I guess I'll use it again, but utility that some of those quote unquote blue chip tokens actually have in the real world besides, yeah. you know, what we consider being like store of value, stuff like that. So yeah. it's really interesting when you start to look at a lot of the interoperability in those tokens and you're going from you know, XRP to Link to ADA, you know, you look at Matic and then you start putting them all together and seeing what they can do, say, with one company, some Fortune 500 company that's trying to set up some payment system or whatever it is. It gets pretty interesting when you start looking at that. 
I think we're going to see that come hardcore to the forefront when this case gets solved, when this case is over. So I'm pretty yeah. excited for that as well. Bert, I'm with you. I think XRP is the play too. I was just talking about Cake being my long-term play for 2024, like end of 2024. But I actually took our entire tax return and I dumped it into XRP because that's the play. Because I, I know I'm with you. I think I think the court case is going to fall in their favor. And I think that they've already priced in if it doesn't. And I think that it's going to go in their favor. And I think we're going to see that price at least... Yeah six or seven X, if not more. Um, and if it does, well, I know what I'm going to do with my money. So I'm yeah. excited. I actually didn't buy, I, I hadn't bought XRP until this year. Actually, I think it was January. I bought my first bag of XRP and yeah. So, so I'm, I'm expecting big, th <laughs> big things happen for XRP. <laughs> I think everybody's got a little bag of XRP put somewhere to the side, you know? Everybody's yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it's exciting though because if you look at it like all those coins all those coins that we kind of i hate to say grew up on but all those ones we grew up on you know with starting with bitcoin and ethereum and xrp and link and matic and ada and you know so many others that have real 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 worry world utility like my goodness man you are you're, you're gonna hit a again not financial advice everyone do whatever they want with their you know participate however you like but Man, you're going to hit a home run just by being around for a while and investing in any one of those, right? And yeah. put money in any of those. I think you're going to hit a home run once this bull run, next bull run hits. All those are just going to go skyrocket. And then I think the new floor for a lot of those is going to go from that, you know, sub dollar, right? It, whatever that is for your, your coin of choice, you know, above that, obviously. With some of them, I think are going to really kick. Like some of them, I really think are going to kick. So, yeah. So and that actually leads into uh, our uh, our discussion on um, on on community. So, you know, you have a lot of different aspects of 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 communities and some of these communities are very, very healthy. And then you also have your very, very toxic communities. It's um, you know, they there's some that brings people in and there's some people that when they come in, it makes people afraid to either afraid to leave or just avoid it all at, at all costs. Um, so, I mean, in we'll, we'll start with Rad. So in, in what, what, what name, just one positive way a, 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 a project or even a business can, can build help to, to build a positive community. Well, like you were saying, and we were talking about this before we actually started the stream, just you and I, there's so many different models of communities within Web3. And so it, it's there's not really a one answer fits all because you have like meme tokens, you have things like ParaWorks, which is where I'm community director and you know we're a fintech company, although we have a crypto token. And so we're working off of more of a business-based model than a traditional kind of web three, you know, meme coin or regular token. Um, there's DAOs, there's so many different types of communities. Of course, there's NFT communities as well. And they're something, they're like a beast unto themselves. So I don't think that there's really a one size fits all when it yeah. comes to communities and i think that you have to kind of play it by ear uh for what your community is about obviously when you've got something that's very business-based like we do 
the people who get involved with that are people that are looking for the long-term plays. So it's very different to say if you have uh, a meme coin where it's it's a lot of hype and you're trying to get as many people to ape in as you can. Uh, we're doing long-term. Most of our holders have been with us since uh, we launched in December 27th, 2021. So it's about you know a year and a half now. Uh, and we're just getting up to beta. Our beta launches in July. So it's been definitely a long-term hold for those people. Um, and so for this kind of community, um, when you're when you're dealing with something very long term, it's kind of essential. And, and to some degree, this also happens with meme coins. I think that it's uh, very important to make sure that you have that uh, focus on your project. And uh, if, if you have utilities uh, to what your project is about, to try to keep those in focus, it's really easy for uh, communities to get overwhelmed by other people trying to bring in information about other things. So like in our telegrams, uh, we try to keep it about ParaWorks. That's not to say that you know you can't come in and mention something else. We're not going to boot you, but we try to keep it relevant. We try to keep it on track. It's a little easier with ParaWorks because we're a layer zero and we go underneath every other blockchain, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, everything. Uh, so you know we we can be a little bit more open and we can uh, talk a little bit about other projects and and you know be excited for every project really because yeah. when they're doing well we know that our program and uh, our utilities will be doing well because it, it it goes all across crypto but I've definitely seen in other communities that I've assisted with that uh, sometimes they kind of allow other communities to come in and the message kind of gets watered down they kind of get a yeah. little bit flooded out um and it becomes kind of a, a spam for all a free for all and a big shill fest so i think one of the big things for for keeping a community is definitely maintaining a focus and when i say that it's not really just about crypto because my background is in communities aside from being in tech i've lived around the world in a number of countries and i've worked with a lot of ngos and one of the best ngos i worked with was a group called the sustainability research institute it basically started with a man named Dudley leggett in australia he started the first hippie commune in australia back in the 1960s and fast forward to 2007 2009 when i started working with them it was the only one which had survived over that entire time and what they found was that by having something of substance and having a, a focus their focus was that um after the hippie phase kind of died out they became a buddhist community and so there was a singular focus for the people in that community to to something to strive toward and maintain a focus so again that just translates over to everything every project that i've been part of whether it's an ngo or whether it's crypto You've got to have that substance that holds everybody together and not allow that to get too washed away by other things coming in. You can welcome other things, but you've you got to set up, set some kind of boundaries as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I second that because <laughs> like you said, uh, some of these, uh, especially man, I, and I see it all the time, mainly in like the telegram groups is, you yeah. know, you go into a group and then next thing you know, it's a free for all 
uh, just a shill fest, and it mm -hmm. totally ruins the the whole feel of that. Uh, it turns into basically a shill pump group, and then you know a lot of your people that are genuinely in, uh, that may genuinely be invested in the project based on you know uh, the, maybe be long term investors. Uh, they tend to uh, become short term investors and and uh, dip out. You know what I mean? So it's it's it. I definitely believe in that. And so certainly when it comes to, you know, administrators and people like that within the group, it's really kind of important for them to maintain the focus too, because if somebody's kind of new to crypto and then they come in and, and an administrator tells them, hey, this is a new meme coin or something that's happening, it's pumping right now. And of course they jump into it and two seconds later it rubs uh, and that leaves everybody with a bad taste in their mouth. But now it's not just the project that rubbed, it's a bad taste for the, you know, the Telegram group that gave them this advice. So it's really, really important to just kind of keep that keep that focus. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Haley, what what do you you know, what would be something <laughs> that you see or do if you want to add to that? Well, first, apologies. My entire Internet just rugged me. So oh, sorry like about that. I mean, like literally 56K modem over here. Not sure what went on, but everything just rugged. I was like, I'm like calling up to my husband. I was like, do you have Internet? No. OK, cool. It's not like I'm in the middle of something or anything. No big deal. Um, so what was the original question? Because I got nothing after and then we're going to and then everything died. Uh, yeah. So what, what is one thing that you see one, one positive thing that uh, people can do to help to build a good community? Ooh. Um, so, you know, what really kind of sparked my interest, I would say, in being more than just someone who was in the chats was, I think, noticing right away that there was a massive disconnect with the amount of scammers that were out there and people not being sure who to trust in the space. And one of my first indicators of this was when we first started in this space and, you know, I, I started kind of going into the random Discord groups and the random Telegram chats and, you know, everyone's so willing to be like, oh yeah, I'll DM you, I'll help you with this, I'll help you with that. And then it, it was actually Scrooge, of course, the original Telegram group that I had ever joined. Um, and I started noticing that people were, very quick to be like, hey, you know, ask your questions right here. Don't answer any DMs. And I thought that was really smart. And I was like, okay, that's good. So these people are making sure that I'm asking these questions right here, that I'm not deviating from asking them in the main chat. So they want this to be a visible question, which is A, good for other people who maybe are too shy to ask that question. And B, it shows that they're transparent with the answer. So that's a great thing. And it was something that I started adopting. So once I felt comfortable enough and started really understanding the terminology and and like you, um, Rad, I also have a technology background. I'm on the recruiting side, but I've been a tech recruiter for, you know, 11 plus years and I'm fairly technical in general. So, you know, I, I think I took to the language pretty quickly and uh, started understanding everything about crypto and, you know, the, the tech behind it, blockchain and everything quite fast. So my ability to sort of jump in and start helping out and being that go-to person to be like, hey, don't answer any DMs, don't click any links, make sure that you're only asking your questions here in the main chat. I took to that piece of advice very fast. And it was something that I started instituting in any other new chat I would go in. And it started kind of giving me buy-in with other people. And they were like, oh, look at Haley over here. She's basically replacing the Rosebot, you know, in this chat. And, you know, it would become like this long running joke, but 
it was something that was really effective. And not only was it creating buy-in from newcomers who were coming into the chat for the token because they saw that people were being helpful, it was creating buy-in for me too at the same time. And people were like, wow, this is someone who's trustworthy in the space. So it sort of evolved things to the point where you know, people got into DeFi, especially around the BSC space, and they were like, oh, Haley's here in this chat? Okay, this chat is a safe chat because I know Haley's here and she's not, she's going to make sure I'm not going to get scammed. So things like that were, you know, really important at the beginning. I think we've seen a little bit of an evolution there. People overall have gotten a little smarter around the scam game. I think that yeah. that's evolved. But it's still something we have to be diligent about. It's still something we have to be wary about. I mean, I know a good friend who is listening in right now who got scammed the other day. And he knows better than anyone how to not get scammed. And it still happened. Yeah. So yeah. I see things like that. But you know, stuff like that is super vital for building the community. Because if you're leading with that trust, with that, hey, you know, you don't know me and I don't know you but here's what you have to do to ensure your safety right off the bat. I think that's a great place to start because you're not asking for anything from them. You're giving them simple, useful tools of here's how you can begin so that you can position yourself the right spot to start this journey. And it gives you automatic rapport with someone and automatic buy-in. And I think it's a great place to begin. All right, man, that's an awesome answer. <laughs> so, uh, Bert. Let's, let's, let's chime in on this, man. So what 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 do you see that uh, uh, people could do to uh, or devs or business owners could do to create help create uh, just to start, you know, help to create their uh, their community? Yeah, man. So I, I love both 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 the answers that, that Holly and Rad gave. And I'm going to go a little bit of a different route. I agree with both. I think they're both important. And, and I definitely myself subscribe subscribe to, to both both um both methods i i would say the best thing i've seen most people do is it's successful when people remember that as much as we want to be special and as much as we want it to be like the the one you know like this process this sale this business this product this whatever is the one and it's Hey man, I'm telling you, dude, hotels are a different beast, dude. You don't understand. And Hey man, I'm telling you restaurants, it's a different beast, man. You don't hey, crypto and DeFi. It's different, man. I think when people get out of that mindset and remember that in the end, it's still sales, it's still marketing, it's still community, it's still doing things the right way. That's yeah. when you find the most success. Can you do some cool thing and have some neat little trick or method, 1 million percent. And I, I, I hope people are really trying to push themselves and be creative when it comes to bringing community on and getting people to, to buy into whatever it is you're doing. But in the end, you know, what I see, what we do is we really treat it the same as I would treat any other, you know, marketing or community building piece. I do analytics. I do a little development as far as as research and psychological research. I look at who my demo is first and decide, okay, what audience am I talking to? And then how can I best serve that audience and community? You know, for us, for example, um, you know, in, in, in the BBTF community and our ecosystem, you know, we're about community, we're about uh, uh, security and we're about um, user experience first and foremost. So everything we do is leading with that. But to get there, 
you know, I'm looking at other projects. I'm looking at other blockchains. I'm looking at other communities. I'm looking, for example, I'm the NFT project I work with now, the Moonisons. You know, part of what we do is go out and talk to meet, you know, uh, really research and introduce ourselves to other people. But even, you know, and, and, and you know, Drag, you've seen me on this, you know, even when, when I was with Mir and we do Through the Looking Glass, you know, yeah. part of what I do is bring people on to our show, just like just like the, the the ladies here and yourself and interview them about their projects, what it is that they're doing on their blockchains and their communities so that our community can get a, a, a spy and a vision into what they're doing. That's for sure. But it's also full on harvesting. I mean, don't get it twisted. Like everything I do is all about harvesting. It's about pulling ideas like like this. This show is harvesting. I found two new guests that I'm going to have on our show at some point, right? Like, yes. like, and I, actually I found three new guests that we're going to have on <laughs> because, because Dragon, you have value too in what you're doing in the, the way you're building community, doing it this way, the right way, organically. And so again, I, I think it's important to always remember, you know, research, develop, analyze, and then launch, you know, we do something where in, in, in the BBTF community where we call uh, the real, which is, which is reveal, educate, let the community ask questions and launch. That's how we launch everything. I do something similar with the community building that we do. You know, I look at these communities and say, what are they doing right? What do I want to emulate in my community? How can I make that work in the BSC project I'm in or for this ETH project or whatever it is? I yeah. think when you see people going down that road and analyzing the psychological aspects of how to build a community, I think you get really, really, really interesting and successful outcomes from doing it that way. Nice. I like that. Hey, that, that, hey, that I'm t man, man. Hey, all great answers. And I mean, it's a lot of different aspects and what a lot of people don't understand, especially like when, when you are going into these different social medias, you really have to, to, do you know even as, as devs as business owners you really have to do some research on the demographic you're trying to reach you have to do some research on on you know even the different like you just said uh pulling from different projects or different businesses seeing what they're doing seeing what's working seeing what's not working you know you, you have to do a lot of research before you can uh really get people get to draw people into your your product because at the end of the day that's what you're selling is a product you know and uh being knowledgeable about that product you can't just be like hey yeah we're doing this and and we're say i'm going to sell this pin I, i've i'm man this is the most awesomest pin ever okay so you know tell me some you know tell me some uh, uh some different stats about uh you know the, the pin business if you can't even do that it's like you, okay so what what am i really investing into because obviously you don't know what you're doing so um that's a red flag to me you know it's especially when it all depends on what type of people you're trying to draw in as well are you trying to draw in people that are just they play on the hype and then they're out or are you people you know you trying to draw in people that are actually uh you know very interested in what in this pen if they are very interested in this pen, they want to see that pen grow into a box of pens and then eventually into, you know, a warehouse of pens. You know, what do you want? What do you want the outcome of your business to be? Because if it's solely on just, hey, yeah, I mean, we see where that's heading. You know what I mean? The the whole thing with recently with 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 PP, you know, it's 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 all dying down. It's coming down. All that hype, all that just driving to 
to to you know uh, yeah it had a lot of games and whatnot but a lot of that is dying now people are looking for the next pp now so it's like <laughs> so it's like what are you trying to do uh, and you know how are you going to sustain because you can start to draw people in but what are you going to do to keep people around and keep them interested that's another thing in itself yeah it's also about what your project is bringing to the table so to your point, attracting that right type of audience is about what you're planning to deliver and what your token is about, you know, dive wallets, of course, you know, the example I'm going to use here because, well, I'm the CCO and I'm talking, so I'm going to use the example. <laughs> um, so there, <laughs> but, you know, dive wallet, we launched back in March of 2022 so we're a year in, we were this tiny little engine that could, you know, we're a bootstrap company. We didn't have millions of dollars. We don't have some big CEO figurehead. We're a wallet company. Our CEO is 19. I mean, he's a 19 year old genius. Anyone who knows Gavin knows this, yes, but yes, he he's a 19 year old kid. We're not swimming in cash. And we literally had to trudge through the mud to do what we did. We bootstrapped every single dime that we put together and earned every single cent to pay for development on our own. We didn't even have a marketing wallet. Every single dime came out of our pockets. Basically, we haven't taken a single profit, uh, any of us. We even just recently, and I mean in the past two weeks, got access to our own um, team wallets to earn BUSD from them. Even that in the past year, every dollar of BUSD rewards from our team wallets went back towards development. So yeah. when I talk about us bootstrapping a project, this is what I mean. And we're a high tax token. We're a 15% tax token. So we knew going in that the type of people we wanted to attract were people who were in it for the long haul. We're not a pump and dump kind of coin, but we knew that we needed to sustain this. And we knew we weren't going to be the flashiest thing on the market. We weren't going to have a zillion dollars for marketing throughout the entirety of this past year, but we knew we had a very special product and we knew we had a great group of people. So what did we do this entire year to sustain this? We did similar to, you know, what Bert was talking about. We leveraged the community. We leveraged other great teams around us and we utilized the space that we had and the group that we had created our, you know, 1100 some odd devoted holders. And we brought amazing teams to them. We host AMA sessions in Dive Wallet every week, sometimes yes. twice a week, where we introduce great people like the Lynx crypto app and various other projects to the Dive Wallet community so that we could keep them engaged through this awful bear market. It was a great way to keep people excited about crypto during awful times. I mean, the last year was torture. Let's not pretend it wasn't. Yeah. And, you know, realistically, we kept people engaged. We got them excited about other projects in the space. It also allowed us to capitalize on partnering with those projects. They got exposure to seeing a great wallet product. That's what we have. We're now out on Apple, on Android. We have a big marketing push starting this week, pretty much. Um, and we've done all that and literally bootstrapped it ourselves, but it was the community that we engaged that we kept going the whole time, our amazing stronghold of holders that kept us going. And it was because we were able to keep them excited about stuff the whole way by using these unique tactics. And people weren't really doing that a year ago. It was very tribal still a year ago. It was very like, oh, change your profile picture when you come in my chat and don't you dare breathe a word about, you know, safe moon in this ever grow chat and it was such bullshit it was so tribal it was such yes. bullshit it's like that in certain chats still i'm not going to name names but 
sometimes I'm yes. just like, get over yourself. Your product's not that special, <laughs> you know, but like, I, I see it sometimes still. And I'm just like, come on. Like, cause at the end of the day and anyone who's ever listened to a single space I've ever done, I probably harp on this more than anyone I've ever heard in this space. If we ever want to expand the 4% of crypto users worldwide to, I don't know, 50%, wouldn't that be nice? We can't do it by siloing ourselves in tiny yeah. little chats. We have to allow this to be a global thing. We have to have the adaptability and adoptability grow larger. And we have to kind of open the tent for everyone. So we can't yeah. be so, oh God, don't talk about that coin in my chat. It has to be like this. We have to share the yeah. wealth. Because or else Absolutely. we're just going to fail. We're going to be 4% forever. Absolutely. I just got to take a second and give a big shout out to Darren from Destination DeFi with the 10 bomb, baby. It's a good evening. <laughs> I'm going to choke him out. <laughs> hey, if y'all don't know, hey, uh, Darren's my homie, man. Hey, he's, he's, he's good people. Uh, good evening, Reverend Worldwide and Congregation. Here's a little something for the crypto collection plate. Can I get an amen? Amen. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm gonna get you back. Hey, I'm <laughs> we got Daniel Grayton in the building. What's up, man? Another great content creator. Hey, for those that you know haven't already, everybody here, make sure y'all go shoot them a sub. Make sure you go shoot Daniel sub. Make sure you go shoot, shoot Darren a sub. Uh, I I love hanging out with uh, great content creators uh, and and great people at that. And I would. I support everyone who's who's honest and just trying to do the right thing in the space. I really appreciate that. Great show. Appreciate that. I just had to go through a couple of these comments real quick. Um, James Layton, tell me how, how and why your pen isn't another Bic. <laughs> Don't be just tell me you have a pen. That's right. I'm telling you. You gotta, you, you, you have to know what you're talking about. And uh <laughs> my pen is blue. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> but uh so uh yeah, like Rad with uh Para. So uh, you know, you guys have a, a, a total different marketing uh strategy. Like I I I've and it's it's it, it's neat because like I say, you all also are kind of doing things, you're not all about oh the hype, the hype, the hype, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, in what you're trying to build because it's very, very different. So uh you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the biggest thing for us. And I guess it's a little bit the same for Haley with Dive Wallet, because, you know, when you're a wallet and you can open up to a lot of projects. So like I was saying before, Para is doing uh, ParaPay. It's an app that allows you to spend crypto at real world retail uh, locations for goods and services. So, you know, if you want to pay for your gas or pay for coffee and you want to pay in Bitcoin or Ethereum or Cardano or Doge or whatever it is you want to pay in, you'll be able to do that with like next to nothing gas. Because like right now, it doesn't make sense to pay for something with Ethereum because if you try to buy a muffin for like a dollar ninety nine, you might be paying fifty or sixty dollars in gas. <laughs> so that doesn't work, right? So up until now, crypto has not really been a currency because you don't really get to use crypto to buy things there might be a couple of real estate agents in new hampshire that take bitcoins for a house but generally people don't use crypto in everyday transactions so i guess for us like i said it's very different because we we have our own marketing that we can do but also it rides underneath every other chain so for us anybody having success in the space is potentially good. Once we roll out beta and start onboarding 
you know, members of other communities to be able to use their tokens. So it's, it's very, very different for us. But with what we're building, it's so incredibly new and nobody has done this in the space yet. And so um, this is something I did want to touch on as well. Um, getting back to that whole bear market, we've been building something during a bear market, which is really, really on on one side of the coin, it's great because nobody's expecting much to happen in a bear market. Yeah. But then on the community side of things, it's you know people have invested money. Uh, you know we we launched right at that time, like Haley was saying that when she got in, you know December twenty seven of twenty one, that's that was like peak time. You know gas on Ethereum was like two to four hundred dollars for a transaction. Yeah. It was absolute peak time. Um, so people who got in at that time, they saw, you know, Ethereum went from like four grand down to what was that low, low eights, <laughs> low eight hundreds. It was terrible. The bear market was a slaughter fest and then we're building. So it's kind of like, well, what's going on? What's going on? You know, we're down so much money, uh, but we're building and you have to wait. So that is uh, for me, I always say that separates the wheat from the chaff. You know, <laughs> who are your real yeah. long term holders? when you've got this kind of environment happening. Um, but I think the one of the greatest things for us has just been that we have a, a fantastic COO. We have a wonderful CEO, uh, Cameron and, and Lee, and they stay in touch with the community. You know, we've yeah. done a space every Wednesday on Twitter. Um, we have other community members that do YouTubes. And just like you guys, we introduce all the projects and we talk about those because, like I said, any any crypto can can use this service so it's great to get to know about other projects but that staying in communication has been really really important throughout that bear market just you know if, if you don't say anything for a while um you know i see this in projects all the time the devs go quiet for like a month or two months and uh, they might as well just yeah might as well because yeah. <laughs> everybody <laughs> that, that they have right and and so then they're just like well i'll just sell at a loss so communication very very important but i think it's not just about communication as a hype tool it's communication of the good and the bad and this is like a relationship you know yeah. it's you see these couples that are like they're together and they're so lovely and they're dovey and everything is so perfect in life and they're like that for 20 years and then one day something goes wrong and off that one thing that went wrong they're suddenly getting a divorce because they've never had anything go wrong before and nobody knows what to do when something goes wrong and it just all explodes and goes way out of proportion i mean definitely when you're a project that is trying to create something that's so incredibly new there's going to be some setbacks along the way. And trust me, we've had them. I think that everything that possibly could have gone wrong has gone wrong at some point for us. You know, we had really stupid stuff happen where like uh, we we did a migration and there was an issue between CoinGecko, Coinbase and Uniswap and people could yeah. uh, sell coins, but they couldn't buy coins. Well, guess what happens to a chart when the only thing you can do is sell? So we, yep. we've had these kind of things that have happened. But one thing I absolutely love about our devs is no matter what happens, they stay in communication and they stay honest with the community about what's happened. Here's yep. what happened. Here's what went wrong. 
but here's what we're going to do about it to prevent that happening in future. And so, yes. you know, we've been through so much. It's like para holders are, always say this. We're like, we've been through so much already. Throw anything at us. We've been through so much already and we're still here and we're not going anywhere. So I think that communication is just really important, even if it's a shitty day. You know, yeah. tell people, tell them what's going on so that they, they understand, but but come with a solution also. So, yeah, you know, that's the thing. Pair is a great community. Another thing about Pair is that when, when this started out, and we still do, that's our charity use case is still for veterans. And so we have a lot of people who have served. Um, I was only ever in cadets. It's not like full military. It's part of the Australian Defense Force, but it's not like yeah. I wasn't fully enrolled. It was like. I know what you guys have here, like RTO or something after school, you know, when you're in high school. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the guys have served. Um, and so that was great for us. We already had something that really bonded the community together. So that was really awesome. But then as as we grow and you get different types of people coming into the community. So you have to remember, it's not just like, you know, the Veterans Boys Club. And, you know, so you got to accommodate like more people and then expanding to new projects that are they're completely different. And, yeah. uh, and and so you just find ways to connect and to bring people in and to make them feel welcome, but always keep those levels of communication flowing so that everybody is kind of on that same track. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Bert, so uh, what are what are some things that you you guys are, are doing over at Moonizens to uh to to grasp a community and keep them engaged and keep them interested? Yeah, man. I mean, I I love what Rad just said. I mean, first and foremost, communication is is key. I, I'm I'm a big fan of like, you know, when when you look at again again taking all the personal feelings out of it, whether you're for a community or, or against something. Like for me, when I look at something like, for example, Safe Moon being a good example, you look at what safe moon is kind of done right and and you you consider that you know the, the wallet and then obviously there's been a huge release of news in the last day or so so it's a little different right but before that there, they were there was there was a back and forth but it wasn't like a massive release of products or anything like that the key that i always found was it was the vision and there was a singular vision as to where it was going to go and what they did as a community was they had people tap in to that vision, right? And, and again, I, I'm going to give you a dumb reference just because it's what I used to do and back in the day working in professional wrestling. But when you look in professional wrestling and when you look at professional wrestling, and sorry, dude, these people are retarded. I'm sorry, excuse me, are morons just driving here. I apologize. Um, when you look at pro wrestling, you know, it's it, the one thing that's key to make people – buy-in is to get that emotional investment, right? You got to have them emotionally invested in whatever the character is. I mean, you know, you look at a Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, you were emotionally invested in Steve Austin so that when that glass broke, the whole crowd went insane. Whether you won or lost or whatever happened, it didn't matter, right? Because it was the, the emotional investment. And so for us, at the Munizens, and even especially even before what we did with BBTF and, and Mir, it's all about, first and foremost, community and, and, and connection and communication. Yeah. And then it's finding out what is, it, what is our vision, and then how do we get our community to see that vision. So for us, we're all about, all about our, our, what we're offering the community. So we're offering an NFT project that's unlike anything anybody has ever seen. We're going to have the most expansive 
science fiction universe that you have ever seen that we're, that's being written right now. So why is that important? Well, it's not if, if, you're, if you don't care about entertainment or you're not that kind of person. But if you like that stuff, if you're a little bit of a nerd, you may think that that stuff's cool. If you like Marvel movies, if you like any kind of Harry Potter or books or fantasy or any of that kind of stuff, without getting too deep into the story, because that's not what's important, yeah. it will all connect to our story and our lore. So from a marketing perspective, what am I doing is we're trying to get our community to understand what does that mean long-term? What's the vision that you can see from that? It's more than just a PFP in a picture. It's hand-drawn art. It's the picture that's going to lead to potentially movies and television and merchandise and card games and video games and all kinds of other stuff, metaverse, blockchain, off-chain, all different kinds of things, right? When I back up and I go to what we were doing with Mir and Blockbuster's tech, it's exactly the same thing, right? It's getting the community to see the vision. Where are we going? Okay, great, man. We're getting one stake one mirror and get rewards in seven blue chip tokens. Wait, so I'm going to stake my tokens and I'm going to just automatically diversify my portfolio? I'm not going to have to have some fund manager do it for me? It's going to automatically happen? Awesome. Cool story, bro. That's the vision. And then where does that go from there? So, again, my biggest thing, and I know I talk a lot, but, but – it's to go narrow first, find the vision, and then get the widest group of people to buy into that vision. And yeah. so however you go about doing that, and I think, you know, the three of us are probably similar, and you are probably too, Dragon, and how you do it is I go organic first. I love marketing pushes. I love viral. I love building out, um, you know, huge uh, uh, advertising pushes and getting on to, to all that stuff. But in the end, to me, you got to be – relatable you have to be able to have something organic that the community can get behind and if you can do that i think you get to see that parabolic thing happen with whatever that means for yeah. your project and so that to me is the most important point right find the vision and then get the community the widest possible people to see that and act upon it hey i heard that i heard that because look I have faced a lot of difficulties with uh, getting links out there. So, you know, there, there, it was exciting, you know, at first, a lot of the communities was excited about it. We had all kinds of, we had a, you know, our telegram was getting up to a hundred, 200 people. And then, you know, they kind of found out that we weren't selling a token and it was like, oh, well, I can't make no money off of this. So I'm just going to, you know, <laughs> you know, and it's like, you know, yeah, we're not selling a product, you know, we're not selling a token, but I'm selling the idea of links. You know what I mean? What it's supposed to represent, what it stands for, what it, what we're trying to do in the space, you know, because it, it is, it's very difficult to be in a crypto space and not sell a crypto. <laughs> so, um, you know, getting people. I told you, you should have made a token. I, <laughs> I told you, see, I wasn't the only I, one. I was like, you Dragon, totally could have made a links token and people would have bought it. I mean, drag, Dragon I token, incoming, bro. Dra Dragon token incoming, Dragon token. Incoming. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, there was, you know what, there it was, it's quite, it's pretty funny. Cause there was a, uh, there was a, a scam, uh, links token that came, that, uh, uh, dropped, I think it was about five or six months ago, something like that. Somewhere around there, some random person, they took our logo, they made a links token and people were buying into it. And I, I shared that out everywhere. 
do not buy this. We don't have a token at all. Please do not buy it. And people were messaging me, hey, why can't I sell this token? <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you Obviously, you didn't do some research because if you did, you would find out that Lynx doesn't have a token. So <laughs> The amount of people who do not do research and do not like do their due diligence in this space is truly astounding. We migrated yeah. Dive Wallet from a V1 to a V2 contract. And literally, I mean, we could not have posted this in more places like, hey, we're going to take the yeah. snapshot at this time. Please stop trading. Like, oh, we must have put it 4,000 places. And then the second we took the snapshot and stopped, like, we couldn't actually stop trading. That was one of the limitations of the original contract. We couldn't stop the trading, right? As soon as we did that and we pulled the liquidity out, it was like a free-for-all. We must have had 300 buys in the next like 20 minutes because you know all the bots and everything i was like you know i this is why we can't have nice things like <laughs> it's just like nobody listens nobody does anything and then as soon as people did that everyone who was you know still holding their old tokens they were like fuck it this has liquidity i'm gonna sell it yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. just like so all those people who did that got immediately wrecked by people yeah. who have been holding forever because we were like well it has liquidity i mean it might as well. Exactly. <laughs> but, but again, it's like, do a, do just like an inch of research on a token. Like, look at one thing. If it, do, if it isn't the Twitter or the Telegram or, or the Discord or all of them, like, just pick one. Because you're going to find, like, maybe just one hint that that token is not actually legit at this point. Or maybe there's been a migration in our case or, like, just anything. Just like a monicum of research, a tiny bit, this yeah. much. Like, <laughs> Or sure, just throw your money away. Because like some of the buys were coming in at like four, five, six hundred dollars, and those people were immediately wrecked. And I was like, "You just lost six hundred dollars. Like, okay, fine, just throw your money away. Just send it to me. I'll take it. Or just light it on fire in your front yard if you want to lose it that fast." Yeah, you exactly. Know? Blew my mind. Hey, send it. Hey, send it to like me. And I'll, I'll drop it somewhere. somewhere. That's right. Go yeah. somewhere else. That's an issue, though. I mean, honestly, for com from a community standpoint. You know, when you look at community building, I mean, that's a huge issue, right, is, is people out there, again, do your own research and all that stuff, but I also go a step further and say the amount of people that, you know, are new-ish, like just dangerous enough to do something dangerous, and, and, but yet they're not inundated in the community. Maybe, there's, maybe the community is a little toxic sometimes, and so, you know, the 42-year-old the, the grandmother, new grandmother or whatever, and trying to figure out, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And my kid just had a baby and all this kind of stuff. And she's a little nervous to ask somebody as simple as, hey, what's this whole migration thing going on? What do I do? And, and all that stuff. I think it's really important for people to really take the opportunity to try to, you know, find the communities that can find those people and speak to them as well. I mean, you see them being really, really successful because they're, kind of hitting on, I hate to say it, but like the lowest common denominator of, of crypto, cryptocurrency education, you know, in, in our community. I think when you get to those people and you can reach them, you know, you're doing, you're doing really, really well because you're right. There's so, much, so many people that either through ignorance or simply through just laziness don't do anything. And they just, you know, show up, open their wallet and start clicking buttons. And it's like, yeah, you can't do that, man. You know, you, gotta, you, gotta, you need a little guidance and a little help. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and every once in a while, I still get people to cut that'll uh, come into the links telegram and be like, like, where can I buy the token? Well, obviously, you need to read up a bit because uh, <laughs> you obviously don't have all the information or we have just rent. You know, it, it, 
sometimes it's like two or three people. Hey, uh, I, 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 I can get your token listed on CMC. I'm like, for real? Hey, you know what? I tell you what, if you do that, if you get our token listed on CMC, I will pay you $5,000. <laughs> or I'll be like, hey, have you even seen our tokenomics yet? Hey, man, you might want to read up a little bit. You know, can you, if you can tell me our tokenomics, I, you know, I will pay you 10 grand right now. And they'll be like, okay. And then next thing you know, you just don't hear from them anymore. So I like to have fun with a lot of people that, that, that obviously they don't, uh, they don't read or, you know, they just hop in straight hop into places and, and, or they'll ask a question that's pretty obvious. You know, they'll hop in and be like, hey, what's going on with this? Oh, well, obviously you didn't read a pen post that was actually posted, you know, two messages before you even asked this. So, <laughs> so take a little bit of time, you know. They and, don't. People don't read. They don't read. No. They want to come in. They will ask the question. You know, I my, one of my favorite memes to use in Telegram is from the movie Clerks. You know, have you got any new movies in? And there's like a big sign behind her saying new movies are like 10 arrows pointing to the shelf. Like, it's just, that's how it is. But, you know, maybe if people are coming in and asking you about this token, you know, maybe it's a sign that you need to, you need to launch. Well, I, well I'll, I'll, I'll spill the beans a little bit. There is a Lynx token coming. Uh, it's in the works. We are, we are discussing and, and uh, we are discussing how we want to do this because not only you know, not only do we want to continue to get the Lynx name out there, but we also want to uh, uh, support all the projects that are listed with us. So this, yeah. uh, what our tokenomic, part of our tokenomics will be to uh, to assist um, in some some fashion. Uh, I, don't, I can't give up too much stuff yet, but in some fashion, we will be assisting uh, 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 the projects that are listed on our platform. So yeah, uh, we'll be excited that. for that because you know that's our telegram when anybody comes in. We actually have that as part of our rosebot. It's like people come in and they're asking, uh, how can I see the value of my wallet? We're like, links. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, we're we're still building stuff and and that's what I'm I, you know, I continue to try to get people to understand is is that you know what what links is trying to achieve, you know, this this is not a you know, we're not gonna have it all done in a month. There's a lot of and I've, I'm even even learning that myself uh, with, you know, Spencer. He's very, very patient in uh, explaining things to me because I am not tech savvy at all. And there's a lot of stuff that I have learned just by uh, saying, hey, look, you're going to have to dumb this down for me and explain this into to, to dummy terms because <laughs> he, he'll get to speaking in dev. And I'm just like. Right, just stop right there. You know, let's, let's let's rewind the tape a little bit. Give me a little bit. And in a couple of days, if I still remember that, then we'll move on to the next. <laughs> yeah, he's he's so like much. that. For those who don't know, Spencer is our our <laughs> he's our programmer too. So you know, and I've like I said, I've been doing this stuff for like 27 years. I started as a programmer, and then you like get in conversation with Spencer, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. okay, let's pretend I didn't know anything. <laughs> hey, I tell you, you get him and Cameron in a room together, and it's like Chinese. I just leave. I leave. <laughs> I leave, and I come back to it. And they're still, they're still, you know, you know, <laughs> I'm just like, man, what's all right, uh, I'll read it. I'll just, just, just keep going. I'll, I'll catch up, uh, you know, later on when I, I got some time to actually sit down and think about what you guys are talking about. <laughs> but that also goes back to community as well. Like you get a lot of that, like you're saying, if you have people who are new and in our case, because we um, launched immediately as a token to help veterans. So a lot of people that hold Terra 
um, this is the first thing that they ever got into and they are veterans and they've heard about it from somebody else on base or whatever, somebody that they served with and they don't know anything about crypto. And so, you know, finding, finding people within your community who are very good at explaining things, who are, um, able to take difficult concepts and break them down using analogies or other methods of explaining things very simply like kind of you know tell me kindergarten like you know explain to me like i'm a five-year-old um people with a lot of patience too because i i know like with migrations oh my god you guys <laughs> i know you know this dragon rider when we when we do a migration i'm online for like 48 hours 72 yeah. hours i'll catch pandemonium in the streets i stay there and you, because you gotta explain things to people and you gotta break it down and and like you so, said, they don't read. No one, they hop they in, immediately hop in and they're like, they're like, hey, what do I need to do to migrate? And it's like, dude, it's it's literally the, you clicked on pinned up there and it's literally that message. Just go yeah. read for a second. I mean, there, there's two things though. Just automate it all into the Rosebud. We, we've done it so many times now because we're on version six. We've we've done so many migrations. It's all, it's all automated now. Somebody come in and ask something and it'll send off that Rosebud. It'll tell them what to do. But, uh, you know, we try to also make sure, um, again, communication, always communication. We try to make sure that we have community members um you know spread out across the world so like uh my daughter's in australia right now we got people in india we got people in europe and america yes. and sometimes when i'm in hawaii but that's kind of nobody else lives out in hawaii <laughs> um they kind of get lumped in with america but we try to make sure that there's somebody who's always available because of those scammers if there's yes. not somebody available those scammers are gonna get them every time. We have to make sure that there's always somebody who's available. Absolutely. It's really important. There's two things that you said that I wanna touch upon. Um, first, yes, the Lynx Crypto app is amazing because you can always see the price of things. And I, I do have to say, so PowerWorks is on Ethereum, right? right? So your holders also can download Dive Wallet and say goodbye to their trust wallet and MetaMask because Lynx yeah. is currently one of our price sources that we use. So Dive Wallet has the ability to choose your own price source. So you can actually toggle between either Lynx, which we have um, the pancake swap and Uniswap interface through that. So we can grab that one. Uh, we also use I believe it's coin cap, not coin market cap, no CMC. We're not giving yeah. them anything. Um, and coin gecko. And then there's, I believe one more. So you can actually see the true price and true value of your tokens in dive wallet for pretty much every token from the day it launches. And we just added Arbitrum support in the brand new update, which happened today. So we oh, have nice. quite a few things that are being supported in dive wallet and more, uh, more chains to come. We're also, um, providing support for the new max chain. Um, so there's quite a bit there. So let your friends know, let your community know that they can also have Dive Wallet and then they don't have to do anything because we're integrated yeah. for that as well. Wasn't the one thing you touched upon. Because MetaMask, Metamask started tracking yeah. IPs and all that kind of poor shit. So excuse my friend. Yeah, and, and we're fully decentralized. We don't store anything. So it's completely decentralized, fully not your keys, not your awesome. crypto, like hardcore decentralized. Uh, we also have stuff like dusting alerts. So you get an alert yeah. not to interact with that kind of crappy token and yeah. a um, banner alert that pops up if you're connected to a Web3 dApp for more than 30 minutes, which is like mm -hmm. the greatest thing ever. Because how often have you like been like, oh, crap, I forgot to disconnect. 
right? And we've all heard the horror stories of someone not disconnecting and then suddenly, mm -hmm. oh shit, all their coins are wiped. So yeah. that won't happen with that But the other thing you touched upon that I thought was really important to note is the language. This is probably the biggest barrier in our space, especially for newcomers. And I remember when I first started, and you guys are like old hat, you're like the senior citizens of this space compared to me in the best way possible. But, you know, as one of the newer people in this space, I've been, you know, around like a year and a half now. But when I first got here, I was like, reflections, what the fuck is reflections? Like, I'm, yeah. <laughs> like why are they calling it that? Like, what a dumb thing to call it. Like, why are we, why are we reinventing the wheel was really where I came from. And again, I'm technical. I come from a technical background. I talk tech all day. Yeah. I interviewed eight QA managers slash senior automation engineers today. Like, trust me, all I did was talk technology all day long, selenium and nonstop bullshit all day. So if anyone could learn technology terms, it's me. And even I was like, why did they have to go and do that? Like, why can't we just call it passive income, which is what it is? Or why can't we call it a dividend, which technically it's not, but it is. It's a dividend. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, it's not, but it is. Don't say that word. Just say, like, letter organization. That's a dirty word. That's a dirty word, Holly. Don't say that word. Let me just really say, men created crypto, okay? If women created crypto, it would have been so much simpler. The terms would be easier. It would be much more fluid, and everyone would be able to understand it. And I bet our adoptability would be up like 10% already because it would just be easier. But it's a big thing. I when there's a woman on like a core team it's always like it runs more smoothly things get answered more quickly the, the tone of the chat is better <laughs> there's there's less of a you know what measuring contest happening behind the scenes like you know there's a little less of that but but again just back to the language that that's that's really the thing why does it have to be so difficult why can't we just use simpler terms why did we have to reinvent the wheel because this is all so exciting. Everything about crypto excites me. All the things that are super important about it that people don't think about. Because everyone's like, okay, great. We're in it to make money. We all want to get rich. This is awesome. Like, yeah, of course, that's what I want to do. Of course, I want to make more money. For me, I want to be in a situation where I have enough money to be less stressed so I can be more present for my family, spend more time with my kids, and actually enjoy the time I'm spending with them. That's like a big motivator for me. That's me, right? Other people have different motivations. But at the end of the day, why are we not just making it simple for the sake of simplicity so that we can have more adoptability? We need to make this better. And we don't need to complicate it. They're smart and that they can make money off of people who don't understand. It's it's yep, reticent. Yes. But you're not gonna you're not that's gonna make money off those people. No, but that's that's but that's what it is. And 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 I'm not trying. You know, we go down a really bad rabbit hole here because I don't want to talk trash <laughs> about our industry and DeFi because it's it's what it's what we've all grew up in. But the biggest problem is that it was created by people that inherently were, again, that's that word, that degen word. And so I, uh, you get to the point where no offense, but that has to be gone. You know, my, 
my, you know, one of my best friends who was the managing director of the, 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 you know, our partner now uh, with, with Mere Protocol, uh, Gotti, Roland always says the best thing that I have ever heard in crypto. And it's where I got my tagline at the end of my show that DeFi doesn't build character, it reveals it. And oh. my, and my, I got that from his notion, which is DeFi isn't missing good business people. It's missing good people. And so, and, and it's, and, and that's the thing. It's like you create a word, you create a, 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 a certain, you call it something so that it's not this and then they don't understand and they don't get it. And then it gets into this circular thing. I, you know, we, we dealt with this in our own capacity, even in our own projects, right? You know, uh, people that are, are selfish and they're not thinking enough of the, 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 the community. They're thinking about their own personal outcome. And so that's not community. That's selfishness. And again, it's, it's not, you're, not a, you're not a bad business person. You're just a bad person. And, and, it's, and that's what really has to get out of here. And, and, and in my, you know, Holly said something, and Rad, you kind of you, you hammered it home, is that when, when we get to the point where we can get more mass adoption, it's going to cause, and I'm getting all these messages now from all the, on Twitter and all this stuff keep flying up, but, but I'll just say this, like, it, one of the guys that just messaged, is, he, says, he says something all the time about, you know, we're big in, you know, with Unite DeFi, Unite DeFi, Unite DeFi, and, and, and Dave Blair always says the same thing, when, and you just said it, Rad, when one of us wins, we all win. Like, all of us win. Like, like it all wins. And, and I'm on a call right now and with three people that I know for a fact that, that there is synergy between all of our projects, maybe not with specifically with the Munizens, you know, and stuff right now, but we're partners with BBTF and with Mere Protocol and with SafeMoon, and I can envision a utilization of a lot of the stuff you guys are talking about, right? Cross-utilization, right? SafeMoon has a wallet too, so does that mean that now it's, you know, uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome and it's SafeMoon and Holly and then Dive Wallet and two men in a one-man lead? It's not like that. It's how can we work together? Is there some way we can hold hands and walk together? Because in the end, I want all the Dive Wallet users to be friends with the two plus million safe moon users and the X million trust wallet users. And the, you know what I mean? Like if we're all in the same community working towards a goal, we're sitting there trying to find a way for the lady sitting next to me who wants to go home right now to, to be able to say, to be able to say who has no interest in crypto at all, doesn't even know what crypto is. But as soon as she's interested enough to be able to open her phone and buy something, then we have done something right because we've taken, again, not to, not to be rude, but we've taken the least of us, the one that is the less educated, that, is, that wants to be involved, that wants passive income, that wants to make money, that doesn't like her job, that would love a way to get out. But the barrier to entry just from an educational standpoint is so high because we have all these smart people that are the ones talking and there's not enough people that are relatable that are sharing the message. As soon as we get to the point where the relatability becomes, becomes outside of DeFi and it becomes relatable just to the average person, then I think we've really done something good. That's when we're going to see that mass adoption happen. Yeah, absolutely. I always, yeah. 
that that's one of the main reasons why I started doing these roundtables. I try to do one a month now. Uh, I started doing my education spaces and stuff like that because mm -hmm. you know there's too many. I, I keep seeing it even now. I like I've recently uh, a couple weeks ago I I had another you know uh, uh, informational uh, uh, education space on on uh, you know. The basics of trust wallet and the basics of of dex tools and stuff like that and everything and i'm still seeing people asking the same questions it's like yep. hey why don't you go do like and, and like I say do your own research encompasses so much stuff it's not just oh research this project you're getting ready no you need to research what you're doing period you need your own to, project your project needs to do its own research too man like exactly. your project do it yeah exactly and i mean and, and and even like 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 i was saying you know with me uh trying to uh you know basically uh talk about links and stuff like that you know i can you know it was very even starting out it was very easy for me to talk about uh talk about it to you know other people you know what i'm saying but when i start we started uh you know because now we're selling our api we're selling now we're, we're moving on into selling uh data you know what I'm saying? So uh, it, it's it, we're we're moving into a into a, a bigger direction than just you know where we started. So you know me learning from Spencer, you know uh, the 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 technical side of things of what he's doing, how he's doing it, because that's helping me, you know, market that to devs. That then that's what we're trying to attract now is is you know because we got users, we got plenty, we got over 2,500 or yeah 2,500 users now. And now I'm trying to market to devs to get them to understand, hey, this is what Lynx is doing. This is how we're doing it. This is how we can help you. We can help we can help your project, your yep. business, even businesses, because I've been talking to uh, real world businesses that are are they're trying to get that foothold in, into crypto. And, and I'm, you know, trying to explain to them the the how they can use like even our token data, like to there was a couple of different. I can't talk about it because NDH. But anyway, right now, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, like real world business trying to they're trying to get their foothold and they're trying they're developing things to get into the space. Yep. And you know what I'm saying? And then I have to explain to them how our you know how out the technical side of links how that can help them. And that's part of doing my research on even my own project is yeah. Hey. I need to know what's going on because, you know, Spencer's not always going to be around. He's not always going to be available to, to take this last minute phone call because I'm like, oh, uh, uh, you know, I was trying to trying yep. to <laughs> stumble over myself to even just get some basic information out about, you know, this about links. You know what I'm saying? So that it's, it's totally understandable. It, it, people just need to expand, just, just expand your mind and learn some stuff learn what you are doing you know what i mean even amazon you had to learn how to use amazon right right there you go you, you yep. have to learn how to invest you have to learn how to you have to learn how to crypto you have to learn how to business <laughs> hey Drag, can I think I it's awesome. sure can i just say just let me say one thing on that just before i forget this is that it, this it brings up a great point dragon when you say that because to me we just did this right so with the moon is in you know, we're looking at ourselves, like I said, this a massively immense storytelling and lore. You've never seen it before. All hand-drawn art. We have a pre-mint that finishes on Monday, and then we're going to launch. And, and during this interim that, that, we, that, that we've been kind of figuring things out and talking as a team, 
we've been doing our own research and we found in that, in that instance, we did a little research and we made a shift. We made a, a huge shift for us and decided instead of doing what we were going to do, we decided to launch on Polygon because it made a better, it, it was way better strategically to do that for us than what we were going to do, especially with the huge NFT, you know, push that we're seeing on Polygon, you know, the gas fees. I mean, I can go on and on. But, but the point I'm making is, big shout out to Polygon, baby. <laughs> but it, 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 with the Lunazins, we're sitting there looking at this imminent, there's that word, this imminent kind of, of pre-mint date that's going to finish on the 15th, 250 whitelist spots. You know, we only have about 100 left. We're like, okay, we're towards the end of this. Is this the right decision? And what I love is that because of us doing research is, and, and deciding, we were able to make that decision, move in that direction, and it didn't affect us at all. And, and, and I thought that, to me, is a great example of why you have to constantly never stop learning. Go ahead, Holly. I didn't want to interrupt there. Oh, no, you're fine. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think just back to how do we get people excited about this? And not everyone's going to be super stoked about the business side of things, right? And for me, I, I come from a sociological background. That's what my degree is in. It's in sociology. And I always try to kind of address this from the emotional standpoint and the things that crypto can really solve. Because, yeah, it's great. Okay, again, we're all here to make money, right? But when I consider the fact that this is solving so much more than, hey, we can get better returns here than I'm getting in my shitty little savings account. The fact that, you know, women who are in terrible situations where maybe they're in a situation where they're in a domestic violence situation and they can't escape a home that is violent because they can't hide money from their spouse because their spouse controls all the finances, but the blockchain is anonymous and they could potentially be hiding a crypto account somewhere. That's a win, in my opinion. Or the fact that people of color in the US have been traditionally underserved, underbanked by the traditional banking system. The fact that women have been traditionally underserved and underbanked by the traditional banking system. This is the way out of that without having to navigate what we've been held back from our entire lives, at least again here in the US. And I know that there's a lot of other countries that I'm less familiar with the laws about that also have you know similar pain points to us. And even the ability to send cash back to family or not cash, but send crypto back to family in other countries and not have to deal with Western Union and all the hoops to jump through with that. All of these things are just little bits and anecdotes that you can add into conversations with people when you're trying to entice them to come over to the dark side of crypto and, you know, get them in with you and get them on our side of things. Because it's not like you can sit there and let them make that argument with you that, oh, well, you know, I like my money where I can see it in the bank because it's a stable coin. Go show them the First Republic chart and tell me what a stable coin looks like, you know, because that's a big bunch of bullshit. <laughs> you know, like... I I'm not going to sugarcoat it and pretend like Silicon Valley Bank and First Republic look like prize peaches right now. They look yeah. like garbage. Okay, that's yeah. the crapper. And as far as I'm concerned, what we're doing is going to be the future. So people are going to have to come over to our side eventually. It's just about how do we get them here quicker and maybe approaching it that way, saying like, hey, you know, maybe you're, you don't understand what this can accomplish from this aspect, but 
I know that you know someone who is in a domestic violence situation and look at what this can do for that person. Think of it that way. And maybe approaching it that way is a great approach too. But I always try and think of the person that I'm speaking with. And between my husband and I, I keep pointing over there like you guys know what the layout of my house is. Like, oh, up there, up the stairs. That's where he is. Um, He's watching the Nick game. I should be doing that too. Although they're probably disappointing me right now. Um, But either way, you know, we've brought in probably... 50 friends to crypto over the past year and change, especially. And each time we've done it, we've kind of taken a different approach. It depends on each of their individual situations. So I think there's no one size fits all model, but knowing all the different ways that crypto can be impactful in people's lives is a great way to go about it. So if you didn't know that those were three ways that they could, crypto can impact you. Now you do use it, add it to your arsenal. I I love the fact that you were saying about people in other countries because, you know, I have family in other countries. I have family in third world countries, but I was even thinking just within the para community, you know, we have like, uh, we have a lady who is one of our admins. She lives in Nigeria and her son is very young. He's maybe, uh, I think he's 13 or 14 years old. And he was just starting to get into crypto and do NFTs and starting to make a little bit of money to help his mom, bless his heart, uh, you know, when the bear market came. And so as a community, we kind of just a few of us, you know, kind of privately, we, we were sponsoring her son to go to boarding school. And it's like, oh, his school fees are due. Just pshoom, send her off some Ethereum, bang. Her school fees in Nigeria are paid. And wow. we're just, you know, as a community, we're happy to be able to do that. So it makes it makes a hell of a lot of difference for, for some people out there. I look at countries like El Salvador. They're cleaning up with Bitcoin. You can pay for anything in El Salvador. With Bitcoin, it's a legal currency there. So yes. it's, it's fantastic. Blockchain is amazing. And then, you know, the, the big thing that people always say is, oh, well, it's just creating money out of thin air. Did you guys see that Fed today? He yeah. said, people will say, oh, you you just print money. Yeah, we do, but we're the American government. They <laughs> 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 literally admitted it. So now I, I've got that saved. It's bookmarked on my Twitter. It will forever be my favorite video yeah. to show people and say, they admit, I mean, we knew this, but now they admit, we just print the money out of thin air because we're the American government. <laughs> <laughs> but look, you know, you brought up, you brought up a couple of, uh, a, a great point that, that, that wanted me to lease because we, we talked about a lot of the positive effects, how we could positively, you know, impact communities and stuff like that. But, you know, you brought up a good point on the negative of, of drawing in, um how you can negatively draw in communities and that's preying on people's desperation because you know you you you, they see you know people that don't know about crypto they're very ignorant now not saying they're dumb but ignorant to the to to the crypto space they don't know the ins and out they don't know how it works but they see that some person invested a hundred dollars and became a millionaire they they're seeing this on like mainstream media and stuff like that. So they're getting in. They're like, wow, this could be my way out. And, and just so excited. And then they see, you know, this random, you know, telegram or this random, you know, Twitter saying, hey, you know, we're going to moon. We're going to hundred extra money. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And, you know, for us that know that's instant red flags, you know, you, you ain't going to promise profits, period, because <laughs> It, this is the crypto space and it, you know there's no telling what's going to happen with anything but the one thing you don't do is prey on people's feelings and promise them that their their money their a, a, a profit on their investment and a lot of these devs these scammers 
are doing that. They are preying on people's emotions. And like you said, their desperation. They may be in a situation where they have to get out. They may be, you know, in a country that, you know, that this would help, you know, because I, I know that there was uh, one project that uh, I spoke to before and, you know, their village pulled together money to invest into a project and they end up getting rugged, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, there's a lot of different ways that this is negatively, you know, hurting people, you know what I'm saying? Especially if they get into, I'm not going to name them. They, they get into one of these, these groups, or they, they invest in one of these projects where, you know, you got all these wallet chasers. And the next thing you know, you, you, you scare people from, from taking profits. You scare people out of, out of, you know, even making a move after they, after, and then next thing you know, they're watching their profits disappear because, you know, people were were pointing out their wallets or something like that, and they were afraid to be called out and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it, there's a lot of different <laughs> negative aspects of, of, you know, the community building, you know what I mean? Yeah, what that's really important. That? I mean, because, you know, like we have staking and so people get their staking rewards and sometimes they sell the staking rewards. And, you know, you always get those people that are just, uh, you know, I, in web one, we call them stataholics, but I guess in web three, they're chartaholics. They're just people that are just sitting there on Dex tools all day and they see somebody sell and they want to make a big deal about it. It's like, make a big deal about it. You know, oh, they took a hundred dollars. That That's like the average income yeah. in India. Like where I, you know, I lived in India for many years, my family from India, you know, when the average income of an Indian family is 900 US dollars a year. An Indian family is not mom, wow. dad, and two kids. It's about 20 people in a one bedroom apartment. That's how we stack them in. You know, it's like you take turns sleeping on the floor. Um, so it's like, well, yeah, they're going to solve because you don't know what their situation is. I mean, exactly. I, I know people that have had family emergencies where somebody came down with cancer and they needed to, you know, it's like, that's one thing that we we always try to make sure that we remind people in our community. And I do it when I'm across another community as well. I'm like, hey, look, you don't know anybody's particular situation. It's it is what it is. I personally had a situation. My daughter's apartment got broken into a week before we were due to launch our first NFT series. And we had the files, her, the, fi the, the, the stuff that we had worked on was in her laptop. And, uh, you know, I, I had to sell some, you know, $1,500 of para tokens to go and buy her a brand new laptop um, that could handle doing that amount of graphics that, yeah. that we needed to do. And it's like, well, shit, what was it going to do? <laughs> You know, yeah. you guys would have killed me if we hadn't launched those NFTs on time. <laughs> so <laughs> you don't know what somebody's situation is. So I think that that's also really important. Like sh wallet shaming is not a good thing. No, it's is not. not a I mean, sh there, there's I mean, granted, there there are situations where and I'm not going to name names, but, you know, you'll see those big influences that are on Twitter. and I help everybody. I help everybody. And then the whole market looks like it's doing bad. And they suddenly cash out 20 ETH and you know, cash it all to their, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. That's why I don't take, I don't take You tokens. were really helping people when you did that, buddy. You were really helping people. But, yeah. I mean, but in general, you know, what people do, it's, hey, it's their money, you know. And if you've yeah. got a good project and you've got a good utility you, hey, it's going to create an entry point for somebody else that might not have had that money anyway. So win some, lose some, you know, it all evens out in the end pretty much. Yeah. Somebody's got to sell the crypto, man. So, first of all, sorry, Haley, I apologize for calling you Holly. 
Y'all got to catch my ass when I'm doing that. I'm going to let you go. My name is Bert. Just letting it go. My real name is Bert, bro. I've been, I've been brought up with Where's Ernie for about forever. So so please, call my ass out if I'm saying the wrong name, man. I've like been Haley's comment my whole life. Haley's comment this, Haley's comment that. It was like roughly around when I was, you know, like a youngster. Um, but yeah, you were like already driving and multitasking. I was like, I'm not going to add anything to it. You know, you're already a man doing more than one thing at one time. So I was like, Ooh, too many, too many things, too many things to go on there. So, uh, but then I started getting messages from like funny Donald and James and they were like, I'm going to start calling you Holly. And I was like, listen, listen, easy with that. Like, that's not happening. That's right. Hey, I don't say this, like crypto works because people sell like like if nobody sells this this whole thing doesn't work so it's like the whole notion of look we have it in every community i don't care where you are this whole bullshit notion of shaming people for selling their own bullshit it's like it's your money it's your shit i don't care if you're the highest token the biggest wall oh he got rugged and that's what he had to say about that. <laughs> I think Birch has ripped himself, yeah. Either that or he's, like, on a curb somewhere. There we go. He's All back. right, you're back. <laughs> he's back, but he's still muted. No. Still muted. Hey, there we go. There you are. Oh. Nope, nope. He's he full on rug this time. Great talk. <laughs> uh, actually, it's so funny because a lot of the things that we covered and, – and, I co-host with Todd Hart on Friday nights and, and DeFi Connection. We host our own roundtable on Friday nights. I know that uh, Worldwide Crypto is listening on a few of he those. Was, and he was supposed to I was literally there. ranting about this two weeks ago about the selling thing. I was super pissed about it because someone was bitching about it in one of the chats. And I was like, first of all, like you have no idea what battle someone might be fighting. Same thing that you just said, Rod. Like that is totally a thing. And stop. Yeah. Can we all agree to stop tracking people's wallets? Because it's sketchy as hell and creepy and super invasive and like that's not DeFi at all. That's not why we were here. That's not why this exists. Exactly. It's supposed unless, to be anonymous. Unless you creepy. know somebody who always gets the good plays. And then you watch track. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Set up for newsletters, do stuff like that. But like don't track wallets to shame people. It's freaking creepy. Hey, well, look, Don't you I have something better to do? Go build they, something. That's one of the great things about links. So, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, you just copy and paste a wallet address in. So that I there's certain people, you know, that they have public wallets and I found them and I've made some money off some plays by just. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Hey, that but I'm not sitting here and be like, oh, yeah, hey, that's their wallet. They sold this. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, you know, I, for my own little bit of personal, you know, stuff, growth. Uh, don't follow up that place yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i had somebody yeah. ask me about that earlier today and it was like that guy who put two million dollars in on pepe right before it hit finance and i was like well i know what he got into next so do i want to think to myself okay maybe he made two million dollars in crypto because he made good plays but then again i'm thinking He's got a lot of money to be able to lose. So do yeah. I really want to play the same thing that he's playing next? So I'm a little bit divided on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that's where it goes. You gotta have you gotta kind of pick and choose your situation. Yeah, really. Uh, am I gonna make this uh 10 ETH play or am I just gonna <laughs> stick down here with and and do like uh point one? <laughs> right. No, no. <laughs> Bert, you want to finish your thought that you had yeah, before you rugged yourself on the road there? Uh, 
I know. What's up, Rex? Actually, I got like some alarm went off, and that's the thing. On my phone, if anybody calls me right now, if I have an alarm, if anything happens, it instantly stops the stream because I'm on my phone. So I apologize. But all I, was, all, all I was saying was just the whole notion of, you know, there's a lot of that that goes on, right? Shaming people's wallets, shaming people for selling, getting mad at people because the price went down because you had a lot and you sold or whatever it was. And to me, that, that, that it, again, the whole notion of this, and I know people are going to get negative to this, and I get security, security, security. We're big on it too. But this whole notion that, you know, only play with what you're willing to lose, that is such a bullshit garbage statement. Like, until we get rid of that effing mentality in crypto, nothing is ever going to change. Like, if we're literally finishing every broadcast we say or every time we, we say to make some kind of participate in our project in some way, but make sure it's only money you're willing to lose, what the hell are people – no one's going to be involved. Yeah. So until we can get rid of that mentality, and to me part of that is this notion of telling people what to do with their money, whether it's a good player, a bad player, whatever, like it's none of your business, bro. Like help a friend, tell them if they're making a bad sell. Hey, man, it's the top. I've been in this while and it's a bear market. I'm telling you, it's yeah. probably not the time to sell. We're in the bull market. It just shot up. Don't do it right now. Wait, whatever. blah, blah, whatever. Like, don't buy, don't sell, don't hit a candle. Whatever you're telling them, that's different. But to sit there and continually shame people because your money, you lost a little value because they had money and they sold or, you know, they sold. Here's a good example. People get so pissed at all these safe moon people that are selling, big wallets that are selling, the price never freaking moved. Yet somehow they're, somehow they're bad for making money. Get out of here. If, if yeah. they made money, it's because they were early investors. Satan yeah. was way down. Now it's gone up, but it was way down. So they made an investment decision based on exactly what Rad just said, which was we had a need for that, for that capital, and it's time to cash out. I don't give a crap what you as a person think. It's none of your business, bro. And if you want it to be your business, give me the 15 grand of your money, and then it's your business. But until then, yeah. shut the F up, man. And that's, yeah. it, it, that really, more people need to take that advice. Yes, absolutely. Until I am your, act, until you're paying me to be your financial advisor, uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> Seriously, man, because it's just, it's ridiculous. You know, and I, I've talked about that many a times, mm -hmm. the, the whole cult culture around, you know, if, if you're in this project, you can't go anywhere. You can't talk about anything like like, you know, you said earlier, you know, you got to change your profile pic. You know, you can't be coming in here looking like that. Have that in your description. What are you talking about? You, you, you know, you across the world from me. You know, how are you going to tell me what to do? You know what I'm saying? You didn't birth me. Come on now. You know, and then like somebody like me, I hop in there and next thing you know, it's like, oh, well, I'm not an. I'm not standing here. Forget that. And you know what I'm saying? And that project, you know, lost out on a potential investor. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I don't like it. You know, and then you get a lot of people that are, are, that don't know anything. You know, okay. So there's a difference between just completely not knowing anything. Hey, this is my first purchase. Uh, I just had some questions. And then, you know, then you got the other ones that are just known just to be asking, like I say, migration oh well uh i bought i bought two weeks ago and i heard it was a migration you know it's like <laughs> if you know what a migration is obviously you've been in long enough but you know it's 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 the ones that get attacked also 
you know, by community members for asking, you know, basic, simple questions like, hey, you know, if somebody came into the chat and said, you know what, um, I, I'm new to the space. Uh, what 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 is rent? You know what I'm saying? Or something like that. Right. You know, if, if they're asking actually legit, mm -hmm. informative questions, I am, you know, me personally, I am more than than willing to to answer, you know. But when you get those ones that that's just, you know, they've been in, you know, they've been in this project for a long time they know they know what's going on they're like oh why red candle i i don't even answer you know what i mean but you know it, i don't like the fact that that some you know in some communities that people get attacked for asking uh uh informative questions that's still, if it if it was pinned in the post and it was like oh yeah yeah well the taxes changed oh well what the checks the taxes changed to or yeah see pin post you know what I'm saying? Or at least that. But to, to be like, oh, you dummy, get out of here, you stupid. You know, I was just like, come on, man. Why are you doing that? Why are you chasing off people like that? Because then you're mad because that maybe that that person that was asking the question might have been a whale in your you don't know who's in your chat. You don't know who's 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 invested in what. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, you got this big red candle because you done you done chased off a whale. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, you, you got to learn to treat people better, treat people Absolutely. with respect in these communities. I, I can say that for sure. Like I know that our biggest whale in Para is uh, when they first got in, they got in because they're friends with our CEO and they wanted to back what he was doing and try to help him get ahead yeah. with, a, with a project. Doesn't know the first thing about crypto <laughs> has to dm me and I'm, I'm happy to make myself available anytime day or night i'm like hey you got my private number anything you need yeah. to know let me know but you know i think kind of comes back also to what Haley was saying before about like a lot of projects that have women in in some kind of dev or admin roles and i think that this is just and i hate saying it to sound stereotypical but stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason um that women do tend to be more nurturers than necessarily men are. And I think if, if I think about a lot of the projects that um, I've seen do successful and stay long-term successful and have really good community, they got women in some kind of role that's assisting something. So, uh, yeah. you know, also women are very good at explaining things simple because we're, you know, if, especially if we've been mothers, we're used to, you know, explaining that shit. Well, but why? But why, mom? But why? You know, why is it like this? So we're used to that. We get that patience to deal with it. Um, but also, you know, women are, I, I don't know, like I said, I come from an Indian background and I know like in a lot of Indian and uh, Middle Eastern uh families traditionally men go out and they work and when they get the money they come home and they put it all on the table and boom that's the wives you take care of everything she runs the finances she runs the house she makes sure yeah. you know the groceries are bought and the kids have shoes and blah 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 so women tend to be like actually very good when it comes to holding money men are men men love to gamble <laughs> Hey, well, I, I always mess with, I always mess with, uh, so, uh, I don't know if you know, uh, uh, Asper fan, she, uh, she, she's on the, uh, you know, for, uh, uh, on the Meta Monkey uh, team and stuff like that. So yeah. it's like, when I first hopped into the chat, I was like, Hey, everybody, you know, uh, uh, you ever heard about because I was trying to get them listed on links and she was about ready to kick me straight out. And I was like, well, <laughs> luckily, uh, uh, my buddy Twiz, uh, he was in there. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, uh, Dragon Rider. He's cool. He's cool. You know, that's, it, it, you know, it's, he's not a scammer marketer, you know, whatever. But, but <laughs> I always I always mess with family. Hey, fam, you, you instantly try to just kick me out of your telegram. <laughs> But no, hey, she's cool people. But yeah, like, hey, like you said, most of the time, you know, it, it, it is that that 
you know, when you have that, um, <laughs> Waddy, know what I'm talking about. Look. Waddy in the house. Hey, Waddy. What is up, Waddy, man? But yeah, uh, you know, it, it, it is most of the time, you know, you, you are, um, you are exactly right. When you have that, 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 uh, I don't want to be incorrect, whatever, that female element, you know, yeah. you know, that, you know, things typically, you know, run a lot smoother. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it, it's, it's a different type of feeling when, than when you just have straight, you know, straight sausages just running things and it's like it's like <laughs> chaos so sometimes it is sometimes it's just chaos because it's like it's like everybody's like everybody's like hey mine's bigger <laughs> you listen to me no <laughs> that, that is the thing it, i mean like i i don't want to generalize all the men in this space because honestly there are a lot of really great men in this space there are a lot of really great men who are welcoming women in this space with open arms there are great men that are in the comments section right now who i hold very dear to my heart who are amazing there are great men on this panel right now i am not say i'm not a man hater in any which way a man got me into this space my amazing husband i mean i i owe all of this to him so i'm not saying i'm not hating on you all at all but i i will say that the more women i notice in this space the better this space seems to be be and the less the less degenerate the degen plays are <laughs> it feels like I, I don't know if that makes sense but like yes like the it just feels like the bro culture is getting less and less which is good and i'm okay with like i can handle myself with that shit but not everyone wants to be exposed to that yeah. and that's fine too and I just feel like it's nice that we have the ability to uh, cater to both sides at this point. You know, if you want to be in a chat where it's like, oh, send it. Oh, look at this big titty sticker woman, blah, blah, blah. Like that exists. Okay, you can find that. That totally exists, right? I know you guys are laughing, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. You go to yeah. those like huge call groups like. I don't know, there was one back in the day, it was like, you know, like a, a play on Wall Street Bets. It wasn't Wall Street Bets, it was like a play on that name. And it was like nonstop stickers of like, you know, crazy large breasted Asian women. Yeah. And I was just like, those are all fake because no. Um, but <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I just thought it was a really funny chat. And I was in there and I was just laughing at all that. I was actually adventing one of those chats for a while at one point. I was like, I don't know how I got this mob job, but I'll hang out. And even in those chats, though, anytime someone had a question, they were never DMing the male mods. They were always DMing me because I was still the friendlier face in the chat. And they were like way less intimidated to come to me yeah. than to come to one of the guys. Because not for nothing, the bro culture is like, come on, bro, we read the white paper, bro. Yeah. Could you just read the white paper? And, and I would be like, oh, okay, so, you know, if you go to this part of the white paper, you could probably find this. And I know that they're going to make this change. Like, women are just more thorough, and they don't just tell you to read the white paper, bro. Because someone told me once to read the white paper, bro, and I promptly told him to fuck off. Um, <laughs> but, like, but that's just, that's me. Like, I'm a New Yorker. I don't take that right. kind of shit from people. Yeah. Like, if someone told me to read the white paper, bro, like, just like that, I'm like, yeah. like that's like when everyone calls me sir. I'm like, okay, sir. Like, I was in a Twitter. I know that you think time. every woman is a guy in this space, but some of us are actually women. Look, I'm yeah. a girl. Hi. <laughs> yeah, I was in a Twitter space one time, and it was just straight bro this, bro that. Oh man, uh, we're gonna get this swing in and get you know get bitches and all this. And it was just like, dude, it was, and you know, it might have been a potentially a, a it could have turned into a great project, but because of that straight just 
mentality mm -hmm. and stuff is right. just like you know after about five minutes of it i ended up just leaving the twitter space i was like you know i'm i'm not even interested in this you know i'm <clears throat> you know it just I, I like to do my dj and stuff but at the same time mm -hmm. like especially now in these these days and times uh, i like to do uh make more business savvy plays i want to make money not not constantly uh just gam you know get shoot the craps and gamble it on uh on just random stuff you know what i mean I, i'm i'm looking for more long-term plays and stuff like that so you know uh that that whole culture yeah. of that is is it's just now um i'm, I'm just like you know what i'm not even i don't yeah. want it because i know it's not gonna last long <laughs> i think the crowd is gonna be so happy that bert is finally home by the way guys i think oh, bert yeah. is home. <laughs> Gosh, longest commute ever. Look, he's inside. I literally thought you were coming to my house, Bert. You were driving forever. I was like, where is he headed? Is he going uh, coast to coast here? Like, let's go. Yeah, somebody commented, it's like, how long is his commute? Gee. <laughs> let's go. I'll hit the new I'll hit New York City right now. Let's go, Haley. Go. <laughs> I was in the city last week. I'm in the Carolinas again now. <laughs> you know, you guys said something while I was kind of getting in there. I'll expand. I think another really good community piece that not a lot of people focus on is exactly what you guys were saying, which is, you know, the how do I put this politely, but the way you we run our media, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say we're doing a weekly Twitter space. There's definitely room for I'll just use it. Yo, bro. Hey, what's up, dudes? How's it going, yeah. guys? This is yeah. Cool, cool time and talk. There's definitely room for that. But it's not a suit and tie. Right. There's yeah. not enough of the slow push for, for projects to develop. Let's do a Twitter space, for example. I listen to so many Twitter spaces where it is this rambly, just chatting about, I guess, kind of products and, and what you're doing and whatever. And you get on and I guess it's kind of like interviewing a guest, but not really. And it's like I get in there and I'm like and, and I interview my guests. I interview them the day before. We talk about their projects for like an hour. I talk about who they are. I find out guests just like I'm treating you like a talk show like I did when I interviewed you know, people for when I went to when I interviewed people for Endgame or when I interviewed people for Avengers, like yeah. I didn't just show up and I, I didn't just show up and I'm like, hey, Robert Downey Jr., how are you going? I had I had interview questions. I had things that I went. I talked mm -hmm. to his media people beforehand. They said what I couldn't couldn't say, like yeah. not enough people treat these this exposure that you're getting as true exposure. All I'm not saying all the time, but at least some professional view of your project some professional view of that right it's you get people that like you get twitter space hosts that are there and it literally or people doing interviews for projects like ceos and it sounds literally like you know like they're a librarian and i'm waiting for them to go Shh, and then stamp a book like it's like yeah. dude get somebody with some energy get somebody yeah. with that knows what it is like you're not a good ceo if you're getting on and you're saying uh, hi, I'm with this project and this, this, and this, like, I don't want that yeah. as my head, my, the face of my project. Get the fuck out yeah. of here, dude. Like I want somebody like myself that is going to sound passionate. That's going to sound like they can draw an audience in because that's just as important as 
how much bullshit marketing you're doing or how many bullshit tokens you've sold or whatever. That's all important too, but not having a professional face, not taking that, that piece of your marketing seriously. It's such a huge mistake. So many people roll out this, this, this drivel that after like a week or two weeks or three weeks, there, there's no different. Everything just sounds the same and you're not teaching your audience of anything. You're not getting them to come back. You're not growing. You're staying in the same echo chamber. chamber. You have the same 15 people in every space you do. Like yeah. if that's what you want to do, then it's a hobby and you're just chilling and hanging out. If you want it to be a business, if you want people to come in, you have to look at this piece of your business, the multimedia piece of your business. Quite frankly, guys, I'll be real with you. Besides the, the development, the smart contracts, this is the most important piece. Like, like the, the this yeah. is it. Like, if you don't have this, I don't give a crap how much money you have to spend. I don't give a shit if you have five, 10, 20 grand. Like, marketing only is going to do so much. If you yeah. can't get somebody to reach through that goddamn camera or to use their words and draw you in to come back, you've lost. You're just a technical dude that's, yay, it's a cool story, bro. No one yeah. wants to sit, listen to you talk about taxes and tokenomics and all that shit. No one gives two shits. My wife is the one we have to attract. You're not going to get her sitting there talking about some crazy utility that goes in some blockchain that, that does something that she doesn't understand that in reality, if you really broke it down, you would talk about it and say, we're going to win when she punches a button and doesn't even know what's going on and it happens. But yet we're going to sit there and try to explain it on every space or have these really nerdy technical people talk about it. It's yeah. like, cool that you're going to attract a couple people, but you're attracting nobody else. Nobody wants to fucking hear about why Polygon blockchain is great. They want to hear about why <laughs> Nike wants to use Polygon. Explain yes. that. Yes. That's what's important. You're not going to get that from a technical side. You're going to get that from me who is super excited and passionate and then can relay that message out. Or you're going to get yeah. that from like Rad or Haley that's going to sit there and talk about it from this extremely relatable point of view, yet you're still organically growing your business. So right. I, that's one that I don't think we focus enough on in DeFi. When we do, I mean, it's pretty special when you see people do it because it looks yeah. awesome when you see it. Yeah. And, and and not just that, you know, you, you a lot of people don't know this, but LinkedIn has spaces. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know this, you know, and I like I and I've been telling her lots of people and a lot of people are like what they have. What I said, like, yeah, LinkedIn's a, like it's on a social media uh, uh, site now. I mean, it's platform. It's 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 pure. It's social. And you can gain a lot of, you know, especially from the different, you know, the, the business side of stuff, because you get a, you have a lot of business professionals that are on there. So, you know, you have to, you know, so many people are just solely focused on building their their twitter following oh we got to build a twitter follow. there are so many social sites and social platforms that you can get out to build your community it is ridiculous mm -hmm. I, I couldn't i mean I, I have gained so much um i mean not just like subscribers and stuff but so many business contacts off of just linkedin lately uh, mm -hmm. over the past few months you know i've i've gained a lot of business contacts and i've gotten in touch with people that i've never would have even dreamed would be talking to me about you know especially like for, as far as like business stuff with links you know what i'm saying so it's like there 
you you can build your community in a lot of different ways and you know you, you have to really think about like like we said before you know you really have to think about you know who you know what choir are you preaching to you know what what is your end goal are you just here to to just be excited about doing nothing or are you here to build something that's long lasting and you want to keep people around that's going to be long lasting and interested in your product but hey i really <laughs> i can go on forever about this but uh we're hitting almost close to the two hour mark <laughs> This has been, oh man, this has been exciting. I really before we it. end it, can I make one last shout out though? Absolutely. There was there was a request to talk about Ellery's magic boxes. I just want to shout a quick little highlight on this, just for real quick. I had the pleasure this week of interviewing someone. I mean, I never thought I'd have this opportunity, but we have to promote not only future NFT artists like this, but she's eight years old, guys. And her dad is none other than Kevin Reamer, who is the CEO of Cryptolic and dev extraordinaire. He has built a ton of contracts in this space. Yes. Um, Bert probably knows a couple of those contracts. I just saying. <laughs> he knows them quite well. I have a feeling you do, Bert. Um, so Kevin Reamer's daughter, Ellery, decided one day, a couple of weeks ago, F, upon seeing a few homeless people in her area and people who were, you know, food insecure, that she wanted to find a way to help feed people. And she mm -hmm. also loves to draw. And she decided to go ahead and with the help of her dad, she created an entire NFT collection. And it's called Ellery's Magic Foxes. And it's adorable. I think there's like 5,000 mints. They're 0.025 BNB a piece, guys. So you can oh. get like four of them for 30 bucks. They're yeah. super dirt cheap. But 100% of the proceeds goes to Feeding America. So oh, really good charity. charity. And yes. It's yes. freaking adorable. I mean, I have four of them. I'm, I probably need about 400 more. Yeah. Um, but they're <laughs> so cute. They're just like these really adorable little foxes. And I will throw a link in the comments yes, um so if do. anyone watching wants to purchase one go support little young entrepreneur entrepreneurial yeah. spirit and future nft artist ellery and of course her dad kevin who everyone knows and loves and he's amazing too so back to your regularly scheduled program yeah. mr dragon rider <laughs> i just had to throw that out there hey, i appreciate that because i'm about to pick up some I'm so excited because I, I was going to ask who is she doing it with because i would recommend feeding america because yeah we have a lot That's of it. My, my daughter is one of the ambassadors for, for the Global Youth Summit. So, yeah, we're very familiar with his organization. Fantastic. Wow. I'm gonna get that some. is amazing. So that is amazing. Yes, definitely. So, yeah, de uh, definitely post that link because I will be grabbing some myself. I'm all about, uh, uh, especially when, when, you know, when the proceeds go actually go to where they're supposed to be going. Hey, I, mm -hmm. hey I'm all about it. That is amazing stuff. But, um, yeah, like I say, um, uh, we're going to go ahead into uh, some closing statements on our current topic. We'll start with uh, Ms. Rad here. Closing statements. Well, wait, 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 is it like a... uh, just what, whatever you, you know? Just say, hey, hey, stop getting scammed. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, <laughs> you know, in a nutshell, uh, know your audience, keep your focus. Um, Try to be more inclusive, definitely. Um, you know, again, you're just talking about an eight-year-old. You know, some of this, 
there's always going to be that little bit of bro culture, whatever, right? But do keep in mind that there are women in the space and sometimes there are kids in the space. I wouldn't even be in para right now if it wasn't for my just turned like yesterday, 16 year old daughter, she was 14 and she got her first uh, paycheck from, she was managing a little uh, health, not a little, it's actually a big company. <laughs> she was a manager over in the office of a health food company in Texas. She got her first paycheck and it was pretty good because you know, she's on a managerial wage nice. and she's like, well, what do I do with this? And I was like, you make it into more money. How do I do that? There's this thing called crypto. I want to get into crypto. Yes. And it was, Para launched that day. That was like the big thing that was launching that day. And I was like, you need to get it. So she got into Para before I did. And so that's how I ended up in it. So anyway, I know that there are a lot of people that have kids in the space. So know your audience, definitely. I mean, we all love titties, right? But like, keep your space. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of Middle Eastern holders. They don't want to see that either. You know what I'm saying? Like be, be sensitive to cultural needs and demographic needs of your community you know, keep the shit talk to the DMs or, or something. But yeah. yeah, so try to be inclusive and um, yeah, just keep focus on your goal. And remember that communication is key, whether Absolutely. something is good or bad, let people know. And, uh, you know, and sometimes, hey, sometimes they might have the freaking answer. Yep. There you, you go. Know? There you go. Yeah. We head on down to Bert. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on the show. It was amazing. Yeah. Hey, you're awesome. Rad, you were incredible. Dragon, you're incredible. I want all Thank three you. of you on our uh, on our upcoming uh, on our upcoming shows here that we're going to be doing for the Moonizen starting yes. probably next after. So I'll get you guys each on. Make sure you guys actually do this. Drop, get let's get on Twitter. Drop me a DM or let's start a chat or something because I definitely want to uh, I definitely want to talk to you guys some more and get you on our show and. And then I even think there's probably a little crossover for for a couple people, for one one or two of you, even to go on through the Looking Glass with Mirror Protocol, which is more blockchain focused, but yeah. but it still um, it still probably has some 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 uh, some synergy there. Look, man, community wise, I'm a community guy. Um, you know, we're all doing this mostly for free. Um, nobody nobody's really out here making millions, getting paid. We're doing this as a second job, or we're doing this in our off yeah. time. You know, we're like I always like I always tell everybody this. What we're doing is the little literal definition of what you see Gary V talk about all the time. Work your nine to five and then grind your five at night. And yeah. so and and it's and 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 this is this is it. And and so part of this is inherently always going to be personal and it's always going to have a level mm -hmm. of 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 I'm just bootstrapping it, bro, and I'm trying to make it happen and we're just doing it and all that stuff. And it's it's important that that exists because if you don't have that base, that foundation, when things get hard, you're going to forget a lot of times why you're doing this and, and why we're wow. doing this, the bigger purpose. Yes, we want to make money and all that stuff, but we're not in this, you know, I'm sure a lot of us are in it to make money, but I'm sure there's a lot of us that are in this to make a change and to make a difference and to, 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 to take away the power from, from centralized banks and governments a little bit, not all of it, but a little bit and give some of that back to us so that we have some more decisions that we can make with our own stuff. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think the vast majority of us, nobody wants anarchy and all this stuff, but people want more decisions and more control. Yeah. And so I think as we start to think in those terms, as much as we want this endemically to be, let's link arms and just go together and rah, 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 there has to be a level of professionalism that that starts to get inundated in this business. 
it's like I said before, it's like Gotti said, we have to start looking at the fact that there's a lot of, you know, good business people in here. We need more good people now. And yeah. so when we get more people coming together, when we get more people understanding that, yeah, let, let's go have a chat, but then let's also have a purpose and, and be professional and let's, you know, look at what our outward appearance looks like. What are our posts look like? What are our spaces doing? How is our marketing effort real? Are we treating it as an actual marketing effort or are we just retweeting a couple of things? Do we have a marketing plan? Is there a real business plan in place? Are we just literally making a business and then creating titles so that we can all be you know, VP of engineering. And it's like, okay, bro, it's a title, dude. You're not even a VP of anything, dude. You're a dude at a project. Don't be a title, be a person that's going yeah. to make a difference. In the end, when we start looking at things just a little more professionally, I think at that point, we'll be able to lean more into the community aspect and then bring them with us professionally. Once we do that, then that organic feel starts to happen a little bit faster and then mm -hmm. when we built that base that solid foundation now the five of us can be a good example we can come together we can sit in a room as a panel and say how do we attract grandma how do we attract non-crypto person how do we attract teenagers how do we talk in their voice and together we can start to do that because in the end, as much as me and my team at the Munizens want to want to change things, we have the best team in DeFi, I think. That's awesome. But it's the power of the Munizens with Mirror Protocol, with BBTF, with SafeMoon, with you guys, with those guys, with these guys all together. And then when I drop a line, like DeFi doesn't build character, it reveals it. Yeah. We can take that reveal and kick it the hell out of here so that we all can move forward as an industry and go from 4% to way more than that. And that's got to be the goal in the end. So absolutely. thanks for having me on, guys. And the last thing I'll say, absolutely all three of you guys, we got to get we got to get together so that we can get on yes. a show and do all this stuff. I want to do this again. I'm all so. about it. I'm Let's all it. about it. Let's go, baby. Yeah. <laughs> to get you together with the para team because we got a lot of i know you said you do wrestling we've got a lot of pro fighters over at para too we got josh copeland who's ufc uh he just yeah. did this a couple of times yeah we, we yeah, yeah we're, we all love to fight about. myself yeah. included we're all like mma people let's let's, let's go man Royal let's Rumble. go Royal <laughs> let's go let's go <laughs> my next initiative my next initiative is figure out a way that I can do a little sideshow, just as a little alpha, a little alpha from what we do. You know, the, the expansive universe of the Munizens is, like I said, the most expansive story you've ever heard. It's sci-fi related, but we literally developed our own multiversal cosmic theory to, to for our own for our universe. So that just to give you a base, like what you saw in Endgame when they were talking about time travel and multiverse, how they explained it. Yeah developed our own explanation for this and so part of it the reason that we've done this is because our main uh our main protagonist character are called chewids chewids inherently merge with other creatures part of the merging with humans was the first time that merge was un unable to be unmerged and it and you created it was called mimbakar instead of simbakar and that created a moonizen the reason i mention that is because as part of our lore, 
that merging means we can literally go anywhere with any project, with any NFT, with anything and make it make sense in our story, in our lore, in our comic books, in our movies, in our TV. If I want to merge with the Bored Apes, it's a chewed merging with them. And then we can tell that story and it's not me forcing it. If I want to merge with your project, Para, if I want to merge with the Dive Wallet, there's a way we can tell that story in the Munizens. And so for that, because that is that way, because it can be anywhere and anything at any time with anybody, that's where I start to say the, 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 the mass adoption getting out into people, that's where yeah. I get really excited because now we can bring any project in. So to sum it up, being that I'm a wrestler, or I'm being that I was a wrestler for a little bit, I, not anything anyone would even, even know, but I announced and I did all that kind of stuff for a little while for like a cup of coffee. I know a couple people in the industry, but more than that, you know, I'm a super passionate guy. I talk a lot, I'm la, 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 all the time. So people get yeah. attracted to it. And so I start to get some of those people that from the past, like Maria Canellis or Taya or some of these people calling me or messaging me on DM, hey, what can, can you, I get on your show or can we do something? And then I told them what it was originally with Mir, and they're like, okay, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm not, I don't know anything about, about tokens. But now we have the ability to do that because we can just do a show that's separate to talk about just who you guys are. So if it's a fighter, if it's your project, if it's for anything, it has a little bit more, it makes a little more sense now to do that. And so I'm down. Any fighters, anybody and stuff. I would love to do that and talk about their experiences, how they're navigating through this crazy DeFi crypto world. If they're not, what they're doing in life, all that stuff. Yeah. I think it absolutely has value. So let's do that, man. I'm down. Absolutely. That's awesome. <laughs> Haley. Well, hello there. Um, well, first, there's 21 seconds left in the Nick game. And I'm happy to say that we're winning in a do or die game. No big, no pressure. You know, it's just winner go home here. No big deal. Playoffs, NBA. A little distracted. Um, also, fun fact, Bert, I once was hit on by Vince McMahon at the gym. We lived in Stanford for about five years. So I, I worked in the building directly across from WWE headquarters. So I used to literally wow. like look at my window and just watch them all like go in and out all day. Um, so uh, very familiar with the workings of the WWE world. Um, yeah, you know. I also spent a number of years working in radio and television, and I've seen my fair share of Raw and SmackDown events because I used to get all the free tickets all right. the time. So nice. <laughs> yes. Um, so I love the the little wrestling connection there. I've got that runs deep in my in my background and deep in my bones. Um, so good stuff there. We'll have to wax poetic about that offline you and I um, but I guess my my end game here you know the thing that I love most about my favorite community of course you know the the diabolical community and, I, and listen I mod I wrote as my little tagline here super mod I, I wasn't just saying that as a joke I mod like three quarters of the BSC I feel like um, like it's one of those things where I go into a chat sometimes and I'm like holy shit I have mod rights here like I didn't even know and sometimes <laughs> like it just happens organically where I'm like oh wow good I can delete this random scammer you know just like people just randomly give me mod rights because they know I know how to handle myself in these situations yeah. so I, I love when a team knows how to do the right thing ahead of time 
be smart enough to give people the information before they're about to do something like, Hey guys, we're going to make a move with this part of this wallet. Just so you know, it's happening at this time. Don't be worried when you see it on the blockchain. Things like that go a really long way with the community. Having the transparency and the forethought to give people the information ahead of time, instead of backpedaling two hours later and going, oh yeah, we did that and we moved this around and sorry if it looks sketchy, but it already happened and you'll have to live yeah. with it. it. It really goes a long way to building that credibility in this space. So yeah. if you're not already doing that as a CEO or, or a dev or a project owner, do that because do better. <laughs> And if you are already doing that, continue doing that because that's a really great thing to do for your community. And just don't be afraid to elevate great community members. You know, it's great what you said, Bert. Most of us are doing this for free. You know, there used to be that whole like paid mod job back in the day. Maybe we'll bring that back in the bull market. That'll be fun. Yeah. You know, there's that <laughs> fun meme like, oh, you guys are getting paid. Like, that's how I've felt this whole year. Like, you know, some of us get some native token every once in a while. Like I've probably gotten a few things from bags and stuff, but as a whole, we do this voluntarily. Be kind to your mods, be kind to your admins, be kind to the people that are here grinding it out day in, day out. We're here for the projects. We're here for the community. We're here to help people. We want all of these projects to succeed. We want you guys to succeed. We want the community members to succeed. We want us to succeed. We want to become wealthy and we want to build that generational wealth. And we want to build the credibility for this space. The majority of the people in this space want to see some sort of regulation for it so that it's not so sketchy wild west because we want to have that adoptability that we've been talking about this whole time. So be kind to the people behind the scenes that are doing things the right way, because we're going to be the ones that push that to the next level. Um, so that's what I would say as I guess my closing thoughts is, you know, just choose kindness. Let's all have a little more patience with one another. Let's make sure that we're, you know, putting our best foot forward here. Um, and yeah, just keep on keeping on. There's a lot of dopamine rush in this space, but know that the bigger the rush at the top, Ooh, the harder the crash and yes, it is. be sure to set some boundaries for yourself. Uh, this is advice that I should be taking that I never take. Set boundaries for yourself. <laughs> Don't do what I do and live here because I literally live here. Like I just, it's like when we used to set away messages on AIM, be right back. I, I don't be right back. I never be right back. I just live here. I never left. <laughs> I never left. Gone. I can't well, be right back. It's always on. That green light's always on, man. Not good. That's it. <laughs> if I have a red light on my Telegram, I'm dead, guys. Just send a search party. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, in my closing statement, I'll say, you know, just, um, you know, like was mentioned earlier, you know, try to be better to your communities. Try to be better and treat your your business, your project like a business. You know, try to like I say, just be better people. You know, your, your, your investors aren't just investors, you know, they, you know, most of them care about, uh, what, what's going on with it, you know, so be transparent, you know, tell them what's going on. Um, and like was mentioned earlier, be more inclusive, make sure, cause you have communities from all over the world. A lot of people tend to forget that, um, crypto is not just in the United States. Um, you know, you have large crypto capitals in other countries you know you have you know south korea india you have uh philippines you know stuff like that you know there are big big 
crypto areas are outside of the US and you have to be sort of kind of inclusive to that. So, you know, you just right now. Yeah. So just just be mindful of that. And like I say, at the at the at the very basic of things, just treat people with respect, treat people, you know, like 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 you would treat, you know, your not, I mean, not your kids, but, you know, uh, not maybe not even some of your families, because, uh, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, treat people how you would want to be treated. If you want to be treated with respect, uh, if you don't respect yourself, uh, stay out of the stay out of the communities because um, it's just you're just ruining things. You, you And, you know, if you're a scammer, it, look, let me tell you what you're going to get caught eventually. Um, stop taking advantage of people, you know. Uh, and, you know, another thing is just give people the information that they're needed. Teach if if your community is not informed on certain issues or certain things or how, you know, even the, how staking works. It takes some time to explain to people. Stop just saying, hey, throw some money, buy, buy the dip, throw some money, buy the dip, because that gets old. And next thing you know, your project's getting ran into the ground because everybody's pulling out of it because they're tired of hearing it. You know, just stay stay involved with your communities and stuff like that. And and the transparency. Transparency is is nine tenths of, of why projects fail, because like was mentioned, um, you move a little bit of money to pay for some marketing and those wallet, those wallet trackers, they will definitely hunt you down and basically drag you through the mud because you didn't mention why you took this amount of money out of the marketing wallet or whatever the case may be. Be transparent with your pro with with your communities. Be transparent with everyone involved in your business. Um, so, uh, but and with that being said, that leads to uh, tomorrow. I will be uh, holding a space, or I'll be doing a live stream on uh, a project that just rugged that I was promoting, and I did. You know, I, I was just paid to market it. Uh, you know. But at the same time, they did rug and uh, there's a lot of details that's involved with that. And, you know, per per my transparency, because, you know, that's why I've, I've tried to build my name and my brand. Worldwide Crypto is an LLC. This is a business for me. You know what I'm saying? So around my business, around my brand and, you know, even as the, the COO of Lynx. You know, I have a lot to protect and, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to explain a lot of the details that happened that, you know, a lot of us that were brought on to to that and were paid for marketing. We were not aware of certain details or surrounding this project. And um, it's it's it sucks. But um, with staying true to transparency, um, we're going to be divvying out the, the deets on that. And there's a couple of the other content creators that will be joining me with that. And everyone will pretty much be giving uh, uh, their side and uh, explaining the whole story behind what happened with this project. So um, like I say, that's that's all part of transparency. No matter what you're doing, content creator, you're a dev, you, you know, just the business owner stay uh stay stay transparent stay honest with your communities because you know they're a lot more understanding when they know the details rather than just trying to brush stuff under the rug and then you're you're, you're left with a a bad name in in this space and that's you know to me my name means more to me than uh, than a lot of things you know you're not going to drag my name through the mud and you know especially if i didn't do anything wrong so um but yeah with that being said um i appreciate all my guests that was that's on here rad haley bert hey i really appreciate y'all this has been this has been extremely extremely awesome this has been another 
great and successful roundtable. Uh, we'll definitely be doing this again. Um, I'm, I'm gonna have to think of another good topic to uh, to to come up for for next month's. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like I say, uh, and also I would like to thank the uh, everyone who who stayed through to watch. You know, in and out. There's been a lot of people in and out of the. Uh, uh, of the the comments and and watching the stuff, so really appreciate. Make sure y'all send everyone of these fine people, you know, a follow on Twitter if you haven't already. You know, go to the YouTube channels, you know, shoot them a follow, shoot them sub, all that jazz because you know, um, you know, we we when we work together, we all succeed, and you know, that's that's with everything, you know. So I follow good, great people, and and you should do the same. So, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I, I'll. I get to rambling stuff, but yeah, thank you everyone. Thank you everyone that's watching. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, we will see y'all uh, next time. Even when you feel low, you can still go. Even when you feel slow, you can still go. Even when there's no hope, you can still go. I never answered a no, man, I still go. Go, 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 go. Every single day I'll be making moves Till I'm buried in my grave Through the system I don't wanna be a slave I've been doing shit